They're recording. Pam, what is going on? Pam? Pam? Cheers! Cheers. Now, many of you, as we pointed out in last week's episode, have noticed some a number of odd things. A number of things that are not normal. Indeed. With the show. I we just, do our best. We do. We like to keep to you on go your ahead toes. and make sure that the people at the Black Tower never get comfortable. Oh, yeah. To the oh, point where... That's good. They... They get complacent. We don't like complacency. Oh, no. Complacency at the Black Tower is... That's a no-no. Uh, keep your head on a swivel. You will maintain alert awareness at all times. Because you never know. You never know. Training schedules will be modified on a whenever basis. Whenever the hell males feel like (laughs) It's not like, oh, this week you're going to have this schedule and then next week you're going to have that that schedule. It's like this week you're going to have this schedule and next week you're going to have this schedule. And that third week, halfway through, we're going to change it. We're going to change it. And you know what? You might have rock breaking class twice in a row. That might happen. No. You never know. We're we're getting crazy. We're getting crazy, okay? (laughs) Look, it's an extra strength dose of taint coming to you direct from an Airbnb in L.A. Why? Well, a number of reasons, really. The biggest (laughs) one is, you know, we're just crazy. We are crazy. We just do that. We are wild and crazy, guys. The other one is... The other one is, is that we're looking for some American boxes. <laughs> uh, as as is so often, my uh, family vacations mm-hmm. take me through LA, and you know what? When we have the opportunity to record in person, it's always better in person. It's, it's always, always it's always better in person. <laughs> uh, as someone who is currently long distance, can confirm. <laughs> But it's okay, because fun fact, uh, you will all be seeing some changes uh, after the month of December, because we got approved for an apartment in Capitol Hill in Seattle. Oh, uh, and will be happy. I know, right? That'll be great. You will be able to you come guys. over and guest on my yeah. screen. What the oh, hell? This is going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we're uh we we're got approved LA. for the 29. Okay, okay. Uh and we're moving over Christmas. So yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, so, so I will that, no longer be doing long. So there will no longer be events in LA. Sorry guys. I mean there Maybe. might be there might we be. could plan them in LA, especially because and just everybody just drive. Basically. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that it would be a good idea, but like <laughs> We, we could. could. There's no good reason that we can't do an event in Vegas, even though there's no one there. Like, there's no good reason that we can't do an event in Orlando, 
just right. because nobody's there. It That's just right. it just makes less sense. It's so it's true. We got the last event in LA out of the way this past October. Mm-hmm. Um, and we very well may come back, but the likelihood is we will probably now be doing the one not next year, not the year after that. Maybe not even the year after that, because we've always wanted to do an international one. So we might get one of those in there. Uh, but at least four years, maybe three years from now, maybe. it'll be in Seattle. Maybe. It's 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 a long way out there. Is it the is. Point. It's the a point way is, The point is, don't worry about the point. The point is, we're not here to talk about where we live. We're here to talk about the wheel of yes. time. We are here to talk about where fictional characters that are real in here live. Because all of them live in here. That's like they say, you know, where's where's California? Here. Where's Florida? Here. Where's Malk here? Here. <laughs> That's right. Such a good movie. It is. It is. It's a great one. Um, okay, so welcome to another exciting, enthralling, riveting, uh, amazing uh, episode of the Black Tower Podcast. In fact, uh, you all are here because you're awesome. Um, we are all are here because we're nerds, and um, you know me by now. My name is Josh. I am your Sorovan Mahale. I will be calling the lightnings for you this evening. I am Daniel, your Amon Khan Mahale. I will be singing the songs this evening, <laughs> and uh, we are joined. The whole world sing, indeed, and we are joined in spirit, obviously, by all of our other wonderful Mahales here, there, everywhere. Whether they are abroad, whether they are also in here, all of here a hail, there a hail, everywhere in my hail. <laughs> there it is. That's how we're gonna, that's how it goes. Indeed. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. We're we got Mahales watching every one of you. Indeed, degenerates. So thank you for but, behaving ooh. yourselves accordingly. That's in... why we don't talk about that guard. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, oh, I'll, 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 I'll fix that in post. It's the CIA guard. What? <laughs> <laughs> CIA is actually just a uh, is a division of the Black Tower. <laughs> we call it the the scary guard, the spooky guard, the spy guard, the spy guard, the spiders, spider. I love it. <laughs> um, but I don't have any. Uh, I don't have any uh, uh, spoiler warnings on my computer. Yeah, I don't have any spoiler so, warnings on my computer either. So we're gonna need to get those. So at let's some improvise point. one. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do this right now. We're gonna do like one word, one word, one word, one word. Okay, okay we got it. Okay. I like this. Yeah. Okay, this episode is going to spoil all of the canonical (laughs) works of fiction that Robert Jordan created for our reading pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Why do I feel like we're like Continued into the <laughs> new era. Yeah. <laughs> what do I, I was like... going with New Spring, but <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah, right. no. New Spring too. Yeah, that's a... I know. it's also it's a technically canonical. <laughs> it's a full spoil. It's that. But seeing as how one of our <laughs> one of our members thinks it's a conspiracy, I thought I'd throw it in anyway. <laughs> I like it. Um, 
know where I was going to go. I was going to say, what does it feel like? Uh, it feels like we just, like we're a couple in the 90s. Thank you for calling us. Like for yeah. all of you old enough to have a uh, uh, a voicemail, voicemail. No, but it's an answering machine. That's yeah, what yeah, it was yeah. an answering, an answering machine. machine with uh, that was before voicemail. Yeah, that's you used true. to have little cassette tapes, mm -hmm. and you'd have to. I will admit, I was not. I know that my family had an answering machine with a cassette tape. I do not remember it because I am. I think by the time I was able to like commit things to memory, uh, yes. there was now the digital answering machines so you no longer needed the cassette uh, I, I mean it still worked exactly the same way effectively but again it was right. digital rather than cassette i had i had um when oh, I, my first apartment i had an answering yeah. machine uh, i had upgraded though i had the digital playback nice <laughs> yep all the peasants <laughs> uh had uh the uh tape the tape yeah okay <laughs> We're back. And we're back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another star-studded episode of the Black Tower Podcast. Okay, okay. where were we? So, yeah, we are. Uh, we were talking about voicemail. And now oh, I right. think it's that's time right. to move into the, the subject? Wheel of Time voicemail, which is Teleran Riyadh. That's right. That's right. It's exactly it. And uh, one of the most impressive ladies in the wheel of time who oh teaches one of the more uh one of the other most one of the other amazing most amazing ladies, ladies, ladies in the wheel of time all about uh how to be a better person and a better channeler and a better uh a dreamer a better every dreamer so we're gonna do another background breakdown tonight it's another background breakdown you're gonna love it we're gonna love it we're gonna have fun with it and it's all about the wise one, Amis. Indeed. So it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. You're going to love it. We're going to love it. Um, we're just going to have some fun with it. We're going to, uh, real quick before we dive into it, though, I do feel like they should go to blacktowerpod.com. Oh, definitely. They should um, definitely. They should Black absolutely Tower. do that. Also, um, one other thing that I've found is really, really helpful is if they look right here and they follow the advice right there, to go to YouTube and subscribe. See, the bell should be ringing right about now. See, that was nice, right? Um, and then uh, if you guys want to come over here, right there, um, and you'll have a little notification to check out Twitter. It's totally optional, but you might want to follow us on both. Just, yeah, just go, that just, is the places where the most things happen. And blackstarpod.com, you can join our Discord. Mm -hmm. uh, you can join our Patreon if you'd like. You can tune into these episodes live. It's a lot of fun. It is. So you okay. even get to see all the times that uh, we have to go and do things for uh, yeah. Chinese food <laughs> right. and all the goodness. Uh, all the goodness. Yeah, all the things. Um. Okay. So, fun story with Amis. Let's just dive right into it. Let's do it. We don't have a last name for Amis. I don't think, well, they, they I we have, don't have last names. Amis, no, 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 they do, but you don't use them, like, it's all, like, very, very intimate. You don't get to know them. Well, okay, yes. Which sorry. is why when Rand goes, I'm Randall Thor, they go, oh, hello, Randall Thor. Yes. And he's like, no, it's, you can it's, just, it's just call Rand. me Rand. And, and they but go, you but said, you said Randall Thor. Randall Thor. Thor. You are Randall <laughs> Thor. That, 
feel like I feel like the wise ones are like a or, or the the IEL are like a combination of like Batman and Sheldon. I hate that you just did that, <laughs> but you're not incorrect. Like, like they're so amazing and they can fight and kick the shit out of you, but they'll be like, "Hello, Rand Hathor," and you're like, "Oh no, it, it's cool, Batman. I, I'm just Rand." Swear to me, but but you said Rand Hathor. See, okay, so so yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a combination of Batman and the dad Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Sheldon. Let's not bring him in. Because even though the actor is wonderful, the but all I can so see trash. though is all I can see though is but you said Randall Four. <laughs> okay, but Amis, what we do have is we do have her sept mm-hmm. and uh the and her, her clan. Indeed. As we do, I mean, we don't necessarily, I feel like all of the named Aiel, we always get their second clan, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Because it's such a part of their identity. Especially the part Almost in some ways like their last name. In some ways. Like, it's not, because again, that that would be like me saying, hello, I am Josh of Ogden from the land of the United States of America. That's like, basically. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, oh, no, hello, I, Josh from Ogden. Actually, I don't know if that's true. Leave I, I a comment like below. Is that correct or is I that incorrect? Like it's, it's more something that you've chosen for the the sept. Because the definitely the, the aisle that you were born into is the aisle that is your, that's, that's your or clan. that is your sept. Or is that your sept? I thought clan was the one you were born into. Yeah, no, is the one that you is the one you choose. Yeah, it's almost like your vocation. Yes, and I mean there are only a certain number of choices. It's not like you know you can just make one up or anything. But at the same time, it's also like you get to, and if you become a stone dog, it's not like well all you can do now are stone dog things. Yeah, just like you're just saying these these are the folks that exactly. It's confusing. Is IEL are confusing always. I know we have some wise ones that watch the show that are going to be like, uh, excuse you, Mahal, <laughs> just because you're too dumb to know. <laughs> well, we also have a few Aviendas who are going to be like, this is easy this stuff. Is so easy. How can you? Wetland. Fucking wetland. <laughs> and it's true. They're not wrong. They're not wrong. It's just that it's not what we're used to. <laughs> Threefold talk is going to have a field day. Three. <laughs> we're going to do a Black Tower breakdown. Like, okay, it's time for us to check a Black Tower podcast. Break- oh, they did an Amis breakdown. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, yes, Amis is of the Nine Valleys sept. Right. Of the Tardad Aiel. Correct. Uh, she is one of the wise men who use wise ones. Who used to be Far Darius Mai. Mm-hmm. She was she was Far Darius Mai. See, so this is actually into wise ones. Sorry, I wise apologize. I got confused. I confused myself and Uh-oh. also you. Is it like uh, I we think were it's actually about... Tardad Aiel would be United States. Okay. Nine Valleys Sept would be Ogden. Far Darius Mai is the one that you can choose. That's really what I uh, okay, the, okay. The group that you are a part of that's the Stone Dogs or the the uh Far Darius Mai or whatever. Because of course, as um as a wise one, she is no longer actually part of any of right. the 
She it's it's the delineations a, of the the it, maidens of the spirit. It's almost like a, or the, a, the which, red shields or you when, know whatever. Right. It's almost like when we had um because we did have uh Leia Roof Mistress mm-hmm. and Ebony, maybe she lived forever. Yep. Discuss specifically wise ones mm-hmm. on at the Gathering Madness this year. Yes. And one of the one of the conclusions that they came to, which I actually really loved, was how the wise ones are sort of an echo of the Genaeal in the third age. Absolutely. And I I really, really love it because they're not supposed to fight. They're not supposed to take up arms. And they can walk through a battlefield. And there's so much respect for them. But people, uh-uh, do not touch the wise ones. Yeah. Period. End of story. It does. It has nothing to do with whether or not they can channel. Because as we know, wise ones can channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some wise ones can, some can't um yes it is not a requirement though most of them seem to be able to yes um because i think it is it is definitely a situation where uh, the ideal view channeling in a way that um well it's how do do you just because it's not anything that is it's 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 like saying because when you say you're born with it right Maybe it's we legal. we have we have a lot of conversations in modern days about whether or not you're born with something something yeah. you can't change something is just a part of you yeah okay well that's that's who you are that's yes. a part of a, of of a chemical makeup of a biological makeup yeah. of a personality makeup that is you yes and so to say that oh you are you are so special because of your ability to grow your fingernails. That is amazing. Like, that's not something for the Aeol because they're like, sure. well, that that's just who you are. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not special because you have green eyes instead of blue eyes. You're not special because you can channel or you can't. The, with the, with probably the one exception being men who can channel, but Which there's a different reason for that, right? And only because it has to be. Yeah, it's a forced like issue. that's that's not a thing that anybody really wants it's just it's a it is a necessity yep in that case um so anyway um yes she is one of the wise ones who can channel she is also a dream walker uh which is also fairly common amongst the wise ones but also not a requirement once not again a requirement at all not a requirement i almost wonder if there's like a it, not necessarily a checkbox because and I would never suggest to an IEL that there was checklist. Never. Um, but I almost wonder if there's almost like a, a a soft checklist. And if you if you meet a woman who can channel, she's automatically a stronger candidate for a wise one. Because I don't know that we get any wise ones. I don't know that we get any female IEL who can channel who are not wise ones. That's true. But but we do actually get wise ones who can't channel. Well, we do. So, have wise but ones we don't have. Chant. Though, it is also a question of, um, there are the two types of women who can channel. Well, there are two types of channelers. Two types of channel. Ways, yes, those which who are, are those who are born with it and will touch Sidar or Sidine through no choice of their own, even. Um, it and will then happen, period end of story those who can be taught but can live their entire life without ever actually right. touching it right. so i imagine that that means that all of the ones who will channel become wise ones 
or I, I, I burn think, themselves out or you know whatever yeah. happens during the the first touching. I think that's valid. I think that's <laughs> but valid. Not every person who can, who can be, be taught. taught becomes a wise one. That you know that's a good point. There might be lots of like Pardar Ismail that can learn to channel. That just don't that make yeah. was that Avienda, Avienda was born with it, right? She was. Yeah. Okay, okay. So in this particular case, you've got a niece who is a channeler. She is a dreamwalker, dream walker, which are both very, very, very awesome skills. Jeez. Um, and I feel like dreamwalking, especially, is an important skill for a wise one because they use that to find water in the waste. They use it for communication, communication. between sets and, yeah. and clans. Um, they use it to uh, basically the the dreamwalkers and the dreamers are very very interlinked, and so dreamers yeah. communicate with dreamwalkers to give right. information about uh, impending, you which know, is I, I think worries and things like that in right. the waste. And those are two separate skills. Mm -hmm. They they overlap a lot, but I think I, I feel like if it were a Venn diagram, you'd have dreamers who are a small circle, and then you'd have dreamwalkers who are a larger circle. They encompass oh, yeah. all of what dreamers can do, but they can actually go plus ultra <laughs> with with what they can do. Well, it's also interesting because, of course, I feel like every dreamer in the waste would also be a dreamwalker. So I feel like that would actually just be a circle within the, the larger yeah, yeah. circle. However, I think that given that the Aes Sedai don't actually know as much about dreamwalking and the Sea Folk presumably also don't know as much about dreamwalking and the Shan Chan don't actually know as much about dreamwalking, that's what would sort of push that circle outside really... of the of that larger circle of dreamwalkers. Yeah. Um, because I feel like those, you know, all of those other nations of channelers or whatever you want to call them in some ways, well, um, don't have as much, ha don't have nearly as much understanding of what's going on with dreamwalking as yeah. the wise ones. The well, wise ones are basically like dreamwalk masters we, who also have some dreamers. Right. Everybody else is like dreamers pop out of, out of nowhere. And maybe we find a dreamwalker <laughs> every once in a while, but like. We don't fucking know anything about it. <laughs> well, and and as specific to dreamers, Egwene was identified as maybe a dreamer. Mm -hmm. Like even the White Tower had absolutely no idea that there was a distinction between the two. Oh, absolutely. And so when Egwene was talking about dreams that she was having, they were like, mm, "You might be a dreamer." And of course, you know, yeah. that's how she gets her introduction into Teleronion, and she's doing all kind of crazy things, and then. <laughs> the wise ones she catches up with the wise ones and they're all like whoa uh yeah <laughs> and then of course there is the aspects of teleran riad with because as we know dreamwalkers are not exclusive to women who can channel not even exclusive to women who cannot channel there are other people with other abilities who are also able to enter the world of dreams yes indeed and they don't even even have to be men that can channel or exactly you know channeling. Well, channeling is, is a... not a prerequisite of being able to enter the world of dreams. Now, most people do actually need a a crutch to get in and out, um, but there are definitely. I mean, Wolf Brothers, yeah. for example, and Wolf Sisters. 
the the world of dreams is the world of wolves yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyone, even without any channeling ability, as long as they are touching the Terangriol that let you right. in, can do can it. Can jump in, but then you have uh, to have, of course, the mental focus and fortitude and constitution to not imagine yourself into a nightmare. I mean, yeah, that would be nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> necessary uh, no you probably <laughs> only ever do it once but <laughs> learn that lesson yeah um amis is uh one of our one of our uh poly triads yes that is true uh she is uh married to ruark and everyone loves ruark the best ruark is the goat he's amazing and i love him um but he's married to amis who is sister wife to Leanne, mm-hmm. Leanne, Leanne, Lyon, Lianne, 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 Um, it's like Liam Neeson, but with an N. Right, Lianne. Oh, is that her last name? Did I just out <gasps> her? Fuck. You're gonna get a knife in the back. <laughs> I know. I didn't oh. mean to. I really didn't Something. mean to. I don't know. Spirit, probably. No, large knives. Yeah, large knives. Yeah, utility knives. Utility knives. They're utility knives. They are not swords. Not they are swords. not large enough to be swords. And not only, but and they don't use them for combat. They well, use yeah, them yeah, to, yeah, to peel potatoes, maybe cut some carrots up. Well, and I imagine that a number of Aiel have actually used their their smaller blades for combat as well, not intentionally. I mean, it's it's like a a, a I've lost all of the rest of my oh, weapons yeah. and need I mean, this you, to go ahead and survive or. I was attacked by an animal and I need to use it because I, I didn't bring my spears or whatever. Um, and I think that's acceptable. But yes, the wise ones are never supposed to use them for combat, period. Okay, one second. I'm going to pause right here. Um, he who comes with the wine and Morshadi, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, you are not hearing three voices. You are hearing two voices. Um, I tried to put it on a camera earlier. And I couldn't, uh, but Daniel and I are in the same room together. Correct. Because I'm in LA getting ready to head out to my vacation. Where are you going, by the way? Egypt. Egypt. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So I'm going to, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. Okay. So, okay. <clears throat> back in, back in, back in, back in. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, Amis is one of the ones, one of the dreamers who recognized the signs and or times that uh, the Karakarn had been reborn. Correct. And that it needs, now the IL need to start looking to the wetlands, as it were, to go look for the Karakarn. Yes. So she's... She's pretty high up on on the wise one hierarchy. She is. If she's I'm... actually like second or third as far as like respected wise ones, and she's one of the ones who can actually channel a good deal. Yes. Um, but she can't even channel like nearly as much as like Egwene. Right. And the person who is higher than her can't channel for shit. Like can channel like, like, <laughs> like Sor- it's Sorelia. Yeah, Sorelia. 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 I think it's Sorelia. Um, if I yeah, remember no. my glossary pronunciations correctly, it's Soralia. And if I'm also not mistaken, 
Amis is the one who's dreaming of being a far as my on the hunt when Egwene <laughs> stumbles upon her. Yes. I, I love Egwene too. She's like, I'm a dreamer. I'm walking around in a world of dreams. Hey, look, there's a lady cross behind a rock. And Amis is like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> Egwene is like, shit, shit, shit. Like she runs. And then Amis is like, oh, hell no. <laughs> like runs after her and like grabs her and is like, who the hell are you? And Egwene's like, I'm running, and I just, I just came in here. And, and then Amis is like, she starts saying her name and her right. uh, soldier ID and her name range and serial number. <laughs> My name is Egwene. I am a novice. No, no, no. My name is Egwene. I'm a nice guy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Amis is like, you're a nice guy. You're a dreamer and you need to come to the waste. Yeah. Now. Yep. Like, get your arse to the waste. Um, because young you need, lady, take you, your turkey so over here to the waste. You may be a nice guy, but you will kill yourself running yeah. around tall around Riyadh. And now that you know how to get into, we know you, Aes Sedai. We know that you're not going to just stop. So we're going to train you so you don't kill yourself. Well, and of course, I think she's also like super fascinated with Egwene in general. Right. Like, I feel like there are other Aes Sedai that they're like, yeah, fucking let him kill himself. But, yeah, like, well, she's yeah. like, well, yeah, Egwene, though, she's like, get over <laughs> here. I, I Get over here. I definitely think, like, so we've already, like, Amis is someone who is. First off, very well respected. Yes. And in ISA, or in IEL culture, you do not become well respected without earning it. Oh, 100%. Like, period, yeah. end of story. So Amis is well respected for a, a vast number of reasons. Yep. And so when Amis says, she recognizes a spark in Egwene. Mm-hmm. As we said, she can channel. Yep. Which, again, I said, I, or IEL aren't going to be like, oh, she can channel a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But but it is when you thing. It's like it's like seeing a fire. Yeah. You know, someone goes, Oh, look, there's a fire. You see an eight-foot bonfire on the beach, and you go, Ooh, I wonder what's going on there. Yeah. If you go over there and the people around the eight-foot bonfire are shitty, you're not staying, but you're still fascinated a little bit by the bonfire. And yeah. So she finds a dreamer who can cha- channel a significantly larger amount than anyone she's ever heard of. Mm heard of as a strong word i think but like yeah then the vast majority the of the white things yeah yeah 100 yeah. yeah. and so and so she goes there's something here mm-hmm. this didn't this is you know the wheel weaves is the wheel wills well or whatever the like ideal version of that is wise ones are just like teleran Riyadh need she either needs me or i need her because <laughs> she just showed up in my dream yeah in, in my dream in my dream. that was, and that was the other thing that was that was amisa's but was she was she in Teleron Like, I feel like this is almost like a Minecraft server. No, she was definitely <laughs> welcome yeah. to the open world Teleron Yeah, she was definitely in Teleron because I feel like so it's not explicitly said. Um, but Egwene's it just definitely around. Well, so it definitely feels like when you are a normal human being without any dreaming capabilities or dream walking capabilities yes i am a normal human being who's into <laughs> human things like beer and did you see that terrible game this weekend the one with uh you know one in the country with all the human rights violations 
No, not that one. I was talking actually what I was talking about was my fantasy football. Ah, yeah. I lost big t- I got I got my ass waxed this oh, weekend. I'm sorry. That was like a 40 point spread. Oh I was yeah. Like, shit. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was bad. It was not a good time. It Real quick, it was funny because I had two co-workers yesterday who were in the same league and they had all that was left was the um Niners Cardinals game. And one of them had Arizona's. <laughs> or no, 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 no. One of them had uh San Francisco's defense, and the oh. other person had nothing, but the person oh. they were going up against had Arizona's defense, and so they totally won. Because Arizona's defense got trounced yesterday. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, if you are a normal human being who has no capabilities of dreamwalking, you basically have your little bubble of dream. Yes. And it is floating around Teleran Riyadh in some ways yeah, because Teleran Riyadh is the world of dreams, but it's right. sort of insulated. It's definitely a thing where you have a little bubble and your dream is taking place in the vastness of Teleran Riyadh, right. not really being affected by, and 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 it's it's all it's an it's your your personal dream as being as you said is is almost. I, I like your bubble analogy because yeah. well, imagine, and she even talks about it like the little flecks of light. Imagine and like taking a bath, separate a bubble like, bath, blah blah blah, and you've got bubbles floating around. Those are regular dreams. Yeah, <laughs> bless you. Woo! But when you get into the soapy water. That's Teleran. That's Teleran. Great. Well, and and of course, again, it's a situation where um, <laughs> metaphors walkers seem to they can access those things. They can access those those bubbles themselves. And I'm not talking about like other people's bubbles and getting into them. I mean, like right. they can have a regular dream that is their own <sighs> bubble. It's possible, but almost none of them do. Like we see so often that they're just like out and about just dreamwalking. Yeah. Otherwise they sort of talk about going ahead and like stopping the dreamwalking so they can get a better night of sleep and they just don't really dream. I almost, I almost view. Okay, so and it's an interesting thing that I've always thought about if I'm, dreamwalking. If I'm a dreamwalker, yeah. if I'm a niece of the Tardadail, and I had a stressful day, mm-hmm. you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit down and play some video games. Sure, but my video games are the best kind of video games because I am going to. I'm not just going to play video games. I'm going to play Sword Art Online. Motherfucker, <laughs> and I'm going to go in. Great analogy because you can die in Sword Art. Exactly. <laughs> See, I'm I'm connecting yeah, dots. No, it's great. But but you know, I almost feel like that's a you know the dangers of an an area, so you don't go there because you don't. I'm gonna go Princess Bride on you right now. You know this, the, the, fire the, the fire swamp. Nobody's ever survived the fire swamp. You're only saying that because no one ever has. And then as there is as she's there in the fire swamp, they're like, ah! and she goes, "We're gonna die here," and he goes, "Nonsense." We know the secrets of the fire swamp now. We understand the dangers, and so now we may avoid them. We're good. And I feel like this is sort of a, a lead into Teleran because the wise ones are like, we know the dangers. We know how bad this can get. 
Yes. So, and we've taken measures and we've trained and we understand what's going on. So we know we're good. But anybody else, this is kind of our domain. And we won't allow the uninitiated to come in here because not only is it going to be dangerous to them, yeah. but it can actually be dangerous for us as well. Well, especially you, because again, as you said, I, I love that that talk is if you know the dangers of the fire swamp, then you can survive in the fire swamp. If you throw a new danger into the fire swamp, we no longer feel safe in the fire swamp. So if, like if someone else like comes along and pops off some fire and lights you on fire. Yeah, I yeah, can yeah. avoid the fire. Yes. But someone else set off the damn fire in front yeah, of yeah, me. Yeah. And now I'm caught. So, so they're very protective of Teleramu. Rodents of unusual size? <laughs> I don't think they exist. I, <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. By the way, I'm going to take just a second here take and say, I think we should actually do this as a larger episode. Uh, and we should just put this out as two episodes okay uh on a mise where we delve into you know some of the inter things of telerandria like we are so we'll just do a you know two hour episode and then we'll just put it out as two different episodes i like that you heard it here first people. you heard it here first <laughs> and back in indeed um <laughs> but yeah so it's it's always been very very interesting to me that uh i imagine a lot of dreamwalkers when they're like, I've had a very stressful day. I just want to go and I just want to chill. And Link on. Amis actually probably just goes over and just like hops into Ruark's dreams. Like pretty regularly. Well, because they've I got mean, a long distance relationship. Yeah, just for starters. And I mean like You've got Gawain and Egwene. Like, uh, Egwene's jumping into Gawain's then, dreams pretty regularly. Then, then Teleranriad sweat tents. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, like, again, it's just a nice way of seeing somebody who's not a dream walker. And that, like, you can see them when well. they're asleep, and so you can have this moment. And and especially, the, the other nice thing is, we've all had regular dreams. Like, right. this is a, a real thing in real life. This isn't a fictional thing. Dream walking is... Maybe, probably, but like just having dreams, that's an extremely human thing to do. Maybe with a little and bit so, of LSD. <laughs> and so again, it's also one of those situations where if Ruark knows what's happening and Leon knows what's happening and they have a really good dream about Amise. They wake up and they go, oh, they're like, Amis, you did. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Because she has less, con she has, you know, very little control in their dreams, but she can be there with them. Do you she know, can say things. She can enjoy their company. She can communicate things and be with them and be, be intimate and, and things like that. And again, if you know that that's what's happening, you can wake up knowing that that happened. Well, and Gawain doesn't because Egwene never tells him. And so he doesn't know that she's there. But like, again, if you get that information, it can now be this wonderful experience for everybody involved because you've been told. And you've been told right. that a mace can do this. And you can have those moments in your and, dreams where she can be there. And do you know what's interesting about that as well is... Two, two things with that. One, we know that, well, one, 
I'll, I'll start with the point of Amis visiting mm -hmm. specifically Leanne and Ruark. Yep. That is something that the wise ones protect very, very carefully because forcing yourself into someone else's dream Correct. is akin to forcing yourself onto someone. Yes. And that is a that is viewed as a form of assault. Yes. And, and so, trying to do anything in their dream is that much worse. It's it's horrible. Yeah. yeah. And and as we and and we know this is possible, we see this with uh Grendel is is one of these who in, influences people's dreams. Yes. Um Mogedian uh, as well. Mogedian does it. Bilesamon is doing it to yep. the boys in the first couple of books. Landfear um, does it. Landfear. Oh, yeah. She seems to be very uh, <laughs> specified in who she affects, but she oh, does. Affect, oh, yes. oh, oh, oh. No, it's 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 an interesting. It's an interesting. Uh, it, I I love how protective the wise ones are of people's uh, uh, dream autonomy. Yeah. Um. They're they're real good about that and. Even when, even even when you have to pass notes, yes. it's almost to someone you know and you know well. You're not just going to go up to a perfect stranger and be like, "Hey, wake up, motherfucker, and yeah. go do this," because once again, you're 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 inserting yourself into their psyche in a way that they they don't know you, they don't trust you, they have no idea. But when you have that kind of a power. You're bringing on a level of implied trust, I would yeah. say, and so you know, and we see we see Egwene giving messages to Nynaeve and Elaine, and well, and to be fair, most of the messages that are actually sent are actually done in Teleranriad in the the right. open source space. Right. Uh, but yes, I mean, when they do actually need to get an urgent message to someone they can enter their own personal dream and say, hey, one of two things. Either can you meet me in the world of dreams? Right. Or I just need to tell it to you now and I hope that you remember right. when you wake up kind of thing. Because that's also one of the other things that's uh, that's interesting is that almost everybody seems to actually remember everything that happens in Teleranriad. Right. Um, I, I feel like dreams are still treated the same way as far as those, you know, dream bubbles, each individual's personal bubbles, um, as far as, like, you got some people who remember everything about their dreams and some people who it starts to fade away immediately when they wake up and some people who don't even really remember that they dreamed last night. Like, so there's, you know... Does that mean that's muted? Yeah, we're good. <laughs> no, I mean they've been hearing it. Okay, no, well but... they have, yes, but I was afraid about the recording. But it's the same audio. Yeah, it is. I'm just gonna anyway. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Hi. But it's it's interesting because it's we don't get as much about the Sea Folk and the Sean Chan. Um, but yeah, I do appreciate. I totally different point. Right. I I it is interesting, but I was gonna say uh. I wish we got a thing for the Sea Folk and the Shan Chan that was along this. Oh, well, we kind of do for the Shan Chan. Uh, it's the it, it's about Demane, and I hate that, but like it is. Uh, but it's the the things that they that are lines that they won't cross, of the water bond with the ice stack, right? The uh, 
going into other people's dreams for the wise ones right um using someone else's demane and again horrible but it's also again it's along the same lines of like right. you actually have assaulted someone if you take and use yeah. their demane with you didn't assault it's yeah you didn't the assault the, the demane you didn't like, assault the demane it's, it's like coming into my garage and using my tools the affront yeah. is to me yeah not to my tools yeah which is again horrible, but again, it is but, interesting uh, the, as far the as the this sort of view. And I wish, um, they, I'm, I'm sure there is one. So if you can think of one, go ahead and throw it into the into the chat, um, either you know live or you know on this this video somewhere. Uh, I feel like there's something along the lines of of like using someone else's ship or right. you know going ahead and like doing something with cargo. I feel like there's something along those lines, but I I really appreciate how each group of channelers, and again, not all sea poker channelers, and so right. that's an outside one. And with the Sean Chan, it, it gets a little fuzzy, but it is an interesting thing where like each group of people mostly centered around channelers um has their own thing that is a no-go right and i always appreciate finding out what those are because that really shows you what people think is important right that really shows you where their power is and where they feel like it could be abused and therefore where it needs to be safeguarded right and i always appreciate finding out what that is for and i uh, and it was just popped into the live chat about uh, the sea folk when you have like trading mm -hmm. that needs to be done. It's done by a specific person. They are in charge of all the trading and all the deals. The cargo master. Yeah. Then you have the captain who's in charge of the ship and says, this is where we're going. And it's like very rare that they will purposely override each other. Oh, sure. It can happen, yeah, 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 but it's one of those. And as a matter of fact, it does happen it when does. Nynaeve and Elaine and Egwene jump Say on a ship and we, we have to go to Abudar. And the captain's like, no, the cargo master has a shipment of blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah, but we really need to go. And they were able well, to Well, that's actually the situation. I love that one because the captain says, okay, we're going to do this. We have to do this. And the cargo master actually says... I can't sell what we bought yes. in Abu Dhar. I You're going to screw us. And she goes, I know that. <laughs> and I'm very sorry. And we work in tandem as much as possible. However, but in this situation, I am the, the captain. Good. Yeah, I am the <laughs> captain. And this needs to happen. And so, right. and in fact, that particular group was, I love you. Figure it out. <laughs> well, and I, and I just, I, I even love how, like, before she tells the cargo master, she's like, yeah, I'm going to be in trouble for this mm -hmm. one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, well, no. That's, that's another one of the things that I love about the relationship between the, the sea folk, which is, we don't see it very often, but we get to see it, like, twice. One heavily implied, and the other even more heavily implied, because he never actually goes into it, because... That's just who Robert Jordan is. But um, <laughs> but with them, she's like, I'm in charge out here. Guys, yeah, exactly. I am in charge out here. But I'm gonna, 
I'm I'm gonna be in trouble in the oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) I'm gonna be in a lot. I'm gonna be paying for that one later, guys. Um, And again, I know that it's the right thing to do, and I will take the punishment. uh, And you know, depending on who I am, I might even like it. But (laughs) on your knees. (laughs) But at the same time, I'm definitely like he is in charge when we are alone, right? Um. And then, of course, when uh, Lan and Nynaeve get Sean Chan, or uh, Seafolk married. Seafolk married, yeah. Uh, I I also love that, where, like, a few times, Lan looks at Nynaeve and he goes, you're going to pay for that one. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> She's yeah. like, shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, uh, one real quick, I, I, think it's a, I think it's a fun uh, story point to point out here, because, and it does actually tie back to Amis. Mm-hmm. Is we talk about how they're sort of imposing that uh, intention on other people. Yes. But one of the things is, and and as we've also we've differentiated between dreamers and dreamwalkers. Yes. And Amis is a dreamer and a dreamwalker. Are are all dreamwalkers dreamers? No. Because dream the it's actually almost all dreamwalkers are not dreamers. Dreamers is a very small subset because dreamers are the ones who can actually predict the future. Right, you get you have via their prophecies, and so it's not the foretelling, but it's along those lines. Whereas most dreamwalkers have Teleranriad, maybe abilities, but they can't really use that to predict the future. It's more about like, yeah, I mean, it's it's a VIP pass essentially, essentially. Yeah, and and in fact, I mean, like you can even make it look like that sometimes because, of course, yeah. they do things like go to the tower and find out information they're not supposed to have, right. right? Which could be, you know, viewed as predicting the future. But again, it's not predicting the future; it's yeah. getting more information about well, the present. And and this is the interesting thing is because you've got a niece who sends a letter to Moraine, mm-hmm. Moraine of the stone at the Stone of Tear. Yes. Sends it to her like a month, sends it and arrives at the Stone of Tear like a month yeah. before Moraine does. <laughs> and somebody in the like the mail room is like, Who the fuck Who is the fuck? this? And Tom, oh, shit, bit. we got a we got us an <laughs> Isa by the name of what now? Oh, hey, I have a letter for her. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then someone comes up and is like, you know, mail Lady Isa and Moraine's like, nobody knows I'm here. Mm-hmm. Like she's kind of got like a moment. Oh, I got here yesterday. Oh. How the fuck? And they were like, "Yeah, that was sent a month ago." And she opens it up, and not only, not only is it like, "Hello, Moraine Sadai. This is Amis of the Tardad Ayil. Uh, I'd like to invite you over for tea." Oh, by the way, there's a spear maiden by the name of Avienda. Tell her to get her ass back to Ruidian now. Oh, and also, if you could just make a hundred percent sure, we've had a conversation. Uh, but if you could just make a hundred percent sure that Egwene comes too. Uh, right, that would be really <laughs> I've already talked to Egwene. She said she's on her way. But if you could just, you, you know. know, we've also been getting that response from Avienda every time as well. <laughs> so, like, if you could just, I'm on my way. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just a hundred percent make sure that both um, of us come. And and so Moraine's like yeah. intrigued, like you know, color really intrigued. Well, and I have to admit, they never really specifically go into whether it was a niece who saw that this needed to happen. And then communicated it to Marine. Uh, she absolutely could have been right. given information by a dreamer. Well, I think she is a dreamer, if I, I'm remembering correctly. I believe she is. But again, is. most dreamwalkers, I think, are not dreamers. Put it but in the comments. All Let dreamers, I think, are, are we right about that? At least capable of dream being dreamwalkers. And see, I, I would think that all 
dreamers are not dreamwalkers, but all dreamwalkers are dreamers. But I could very well be wrong with that. That does not seem to be true. Again, earlier we talked about the Venn diagram between dreamers. But that's and what I'm saying. All all dreamers fit it's... inside the dreamwalkers. I that was what know. I was trying to say. I think all dreamer, almost all dreamers fit within the dreamwalker circle. So you're saying there's a sliver outside of dreamwalking. That's what I was talking about uh, earlier about the Aes Sedai who are dreamers. Because Egwene sort of it is a dreamer and she sort of stumbles into Teleran Riyadh and stumbles around. She she gets there with the Tyrion Griel. Correct. They think she's a dreamer, so they say, here, this this Tyrion Griel has something to do with dreams. Have and fun. then of course they teach her how to do it without. So, okay, so, so all dreamers can be dreamwalkers. I think that that is true, but, but not, not all, all of them dreamwalkers do become dreamwalkers. Can be dreamers. I think that's true. Okay, okay. That is what I believe. Okay. Based on the... So, so I and I'm going to say that Amis is a dreamer. I, I'm going to go out. I'm going to go out. I feel and say like that. I think she is. Because she's the one that has a lot... First off, again, we talk about the... There's a myriad of reasons why she's so well-respected in the IEL world. Um, and that's I mean, gotta first be... First of all, she's wicked smart. That's gotta be one of them, right? That's gotta be. It very well. I, I think it. Um, she's there. Oh, it's gotta be, because when they finally do arrive to Ruidian, she's there. She's like, right on time. That's true, <laughs> yeah. And they're Which all again, like... does not guarantee not... her dreamerness, because they do have such an incredible way of passing notes. But at the same time, I, I think you're right. I, I do think that the uh, Occam's razor of this right, says right, that right. Amis is actually just the dreamer. And so she I, knows things. I also love that she kind of like out Sedai's the Aes Sedai. Oh. So <laughs> In awesome. that moment. And she's like, ah, Moraine Sedai, you're on time. Hold on just one moment. Avienda, girl, go now. And they're like, and she, everybody's kind of like, oh no no uh she addressed rand first she does yeah she addresses rand first and then well, matt's the like car karn. matt's because like she doesn't know he's the car karn but, but she knows. yeah <laughs> again again she knows shit she's yeah. just that good um and then matt's like well i guess i better go too and she's, and she's like, like excuse uh -huh. you and he's like look lady i don't want to be here either i gotta go i'm sorry i gotta yep and Again, her wisdom says, okay. It, it also could be some Tavirin pulling. I, so okay, I'm going to say are, it is Tavirin as well as wisdom working together in tandem. I would say that there are actually three things all working. I, number one, I feel like it's definitely the Tavirin pull of both Matt and Rand because they're both friends. Well, and they both know that they both, well, Matt knows that he needs to be there in Ruidian for Rand. Basically. And and he he doesn't know why he just know he knows he needs to go to Ruidian, uh, has something to do with Rand and it has something to do with the end of the world and he's like fine I'll go yep uh, and then of course there's also the fact that okay this is gonna sound a little cynical and I don't necessarily mean it you but one of two things is gonna happen. <laughs> Amis knows that Matt is either going to go to Ruidian and behave himself. Heavy on the... <laughs> and by behave himself, I mean not go into the crystal columns that he right, has been right, told right. explicitly to not to. Because she does. And she straight up says. Yeah. And then he will 
and then no harm, no foul. There is it like Ruidian is basically these two things: the wise one test and the crystal columns. Right. That's what's happened. That's what Up Ruidian is point, for yes. effectively. Right. And so again, they know that he's not going to do anything with the fucking you know wise one test. He's mm-hmm. not even anywhere near that. And Rand is being sent somewhere different. So they're like, okay. Either you're going to go into the Crystal Collins and you're probably going to see your past. And then most of our clan chiefs don't even actually fucking make it out because they can't deal with their past. Sorry. So R.I.P. Muradin. (laughs) Um, And so either he's going to go into the Crystal Collins and not behave himself and then he'll probably just not make it out. Right. In which case, okay, he's some dude i don't really give a shit about mm-hmm. um or he's gonna go and he's not gonna go through the crystal columns and is it really that much of a bad thing to have someone there watching the person who we think is the car cards back no so might as fucking one just go well just go i don't give that do you know in in, in a real quick tangent too with the crystal columns what i love Ironically, of course, it's Rand actually ends up watching Matt's. Right. <laughs> well, but but Matt still gains crucial. Oh, but it has nothing to do with Rand. Information. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's... He sort of helps Rand because yeah. they get attacked. Yeah. But Rand could have handled right. So there's no reason. It, it, it's for later there, on. But yeah. The things he later. gets is for later on. Yes. Helping Rand. Um, Which is, of course, why he knows that he needs to go. I, I like. Yes. Yeah. I like the crystal columns being this ultimate like crucible of leadership, mm-hmm. right? Because in 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 leadership, you have to make bad decisions. You, oh, all you the just time? you have to make rough decisions all the time. Um, and someone's not going to be happy with those decisions mm-hmm. almost every time. <laughs> and so what you have is you have you're literally sending these guys in there and saying, "I need to know that you have character fortitude strong enough." To lead our people knowing what we know. Yes. And then they go in and they go, I'm the strongest and bravest warrior of all the... Oh my God, what? My whole life is literally a lie. And my bragging about being the best killer in my clan is is the opposite of what I should be. (laughs) Well, I think it's it's really the three things. It's, It's, again, the... Can you keep a secret? Right. Because this would destroy us. It's the, are you flexible (laughs) enough to actually deal with things that change? Because if you can deal with this, you can deal with any Exactly. You can deal with any information we give you if you can deal with this. Um, And also, it's a... I, I sort of almost hesitate to say this one because it I I feel like it's true, but it also seems to be sort of the A, the one that matters the least and, and blah blah blah. But it's also a little bit of like a test of once you get out and the, the clan chiefs start to talk to you about it, it's also a little bit of a test if you're actually really ideal. Like if you're a full that's a good fledged ideal in some ways because if you go through the crystal columns and you're and you find out information about your past and it's different than everybody else's and then you talk to some clan chiefs about it and they come out and they go you know hey 
You well, saw that, right? That was crazy. And you go, yeah, no. The fact that I used to be a, a merchant in Kyrian, they're like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What did you say? Yeah, no, exactly. But what did you say? And again, I, I don't, I, I actually have a hard time believing that if you made it through the Crystal Columns um, and, and came out with the the fortitude and whatnot of, of being a clan chief, even if your history was different, I think they wouldn't, they wouldn't end you or anything, but yeah. it would definitely be a question of like, well, that's very interesting. We need right. to figure out what happened. <laughs> like, yeah, well, and you know, you've got <sighs> Amis is like it is so she's got her fingers on the pulse of all of these goings. She doesn't quite understand. She doesn't understand with perfect clarity what's going on. Oh, of course. She's not going to say, none of them. Moraine's yeah. going to go in and do this and come back out. Randa's going to go in and come back. She doesn't really, but she knows she's got a really great idea about what needs to happen. Yep. She doesn't necessarily know why or exactly how or, it's going to pan out. How. But yeah. And and I feel like a really good aspect of this, um, the, the Mystic trilogy. Uh, by uh-huh. Jason Denzel. Yeah. Which, if you haven't read it, go ahead and check it out. I finished up Mystic Skies today. Nice. Super good. Um, there, there, there are the Rangers in in the, the the Mystic world, and they they have a path, the Silver Path, they call it. And not all Rangers can see it. It's just the Rangers that. What's this? A Ranger caught <laughs> off his guard. <laughs> Um, Sorry, that's gonna be the they thumbnail. Have a that's gonna be the thumbnail. Right <laughs> um, they have a, they, and it's just this, essentially it's like a little silver cord. Okay, yeah. And it, there are numerous times, especially in Mystic Skies, where they're like, "Okay, we got to go north because blah 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 blah." And and the ranger that's with him is going, "Nope, we need to go south." And everybody's like, "This is crazy." There's all the soldiers in the south, and he goes, "Yeah, but that's where we need to go." So yeah. that's where we're going. I'm gonna go bye, and they all go. Okay, okay. he looks like we're going south. We're going south, <laughs> I guess. But Amis has that same kind of homing sense where uh, Spear Maiden, Aes Sedai, Country Bumpkin, Country Bumpkin. I'll walk into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> Angry redheaded Aeol Shino guy. Yep. Um, you can go, you can go, you can go, you can go, you can go. You definitely cannot fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> and of course that pisses him off even more. But it's like, well, to be fair, to be fair, she does say, you can go, you can go, you can go, you can go, you can go after the (laughs) amount of time, the appropriate amount of time that is true. That your brother uh, went in, he has four more days. So as soon as four days are up, you can go again if he doesn't come out. Um, But today is not that day. Uh, Sit your redheaded dick ass down. A day may come when you go to Ruinian. But But it it is is not not this day. day. (laughs) By the end of this episode, we're just going to have quoted the entire trilogy. Just all of of fantasy as as a compendium here. Um... I like though that she just she just feels she mm. knows what's going on. Um, when they come across the spine of the world into Carrion, yep. following Kuladin and the Shido, yep. that's when she says, "Okay, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is." Egwene, yep. you're my apprentice, and I need you to know what that means. Yep, <laughs> you are my apprentice, and Egwene, as we know, 
this is one of the points in the story that forge her into one of the strongest characters in the series yep i said what i said yep at me all you want i don't care i'm right um, statement. but but i don't always least... like her decisions but at the very least she is 100 one of the the toughest strongest bar none most <laughs> just Ironborn fucking people in this series. She is no one to be trifled with. Yeah. <laughs> who, who are you? <laughs> no one to be trifled with. <laughs> I um, must know. <laughs> get used to disappointment. <laughs> and, but but Amis is the is the blacksmith, if you will, swinging the hammer at the raw piece of iron that is Egwene. Mm. One of the broken piece of iron. Because she's just been with the Sean Chan for a true. while. That's yes. true. That's true. And you know that that's another really great point. Not only did Amis build Egwene up to be one of the strongest characters, she wasn't starting at zero. Like she, even if Egwene, Egwene, you're you're a newborn baby. You're at zero. You grow up a little bit. You're in the book. She's what 15, 16 when they leave. Sixteen ish. You're not starting from zero. You've yep. grown. You've learned a couple of things. Now you're not, you know, overpowered <laughs> by any means. Nope. But when she goes back to the, sh- when she gets captured by the Shawshank, not only does she go to zero, she goes below zero. Like they do a great job of. It's below zero. It's below her. Zero. Her mentality goes below zero. Her power level actually goes well, up. Pretty strong, but I'm, yeah, talking, yeah, yeah. I'm talking emotionally overall. At this point. Yeah, I'm yeah, talking emotionally at this point, she gets and broken. They down. they break her down, and they do a great job. And <clears throat> to the to the point where her and a number of other people, when they're rescued, they're they're they're, they're crying. They almost don't believe it. Yes, because they, they've there been broken an down anger so well. and a sadness and an elation. Yes, all at the same time, and it is this rough. To it's break. heartbreaking. It's yeah. heartbreaking. But Amis <clears throat> sees this woman who's she recognizes the trauma she mm-hmm. recognizes the the issues there the the package deal if you will and not only does she still take her on as an apprentice but she helps her heal yep helps her understand her pain um and helps her understand her not necessarily her purpose but how to find that purpose well, and one of the things I love about the way that she does it, uh, along with a number of the otherwise ones that she's learning under, right, um, is this idea of, okay, what was one of the biggest problems that you had when you were with the Sean Chan, and to a lesser extent, the Aes Sedai? You were told to do things, right, that you did not want to do, right, and that you could not say no to you physically i I mean you could physically do it but then they would beat you right like they made it so that you couldn't say no so right right. here we are we're telling you things that you can and can't do it's not like we've changed that part of it but two things number one 
please be aware that we always have your best interest at heart. Right. And one of the and almost every time that we tell you that you cannot do something, it is not because we're telling you that you're too stupid to do it. Right. It's not because we're telling you you're too weak to do it. It's not because we're telling you uh, you shouldn't be allowed to do those things because you're a demone. It's out of an abundance of protecting you. Yeah. And you might get in trouble in some ways for saying no. Like we might go have you go move rocks for an evening if you right. say no. But you can physically say no. You yeah. can tell us no. And at any time, any time, if you look at us and say, Amis, I cannot right. and will not do this anymore. We go, okay, we're done. That's fine. We're done. Now, granted, there is like the little bit of not manipulative, but like not great stuff on the edge of that. That is, if you ever say that, we're done forever. Right. You don't ever get to come back. But like, yeah. It, anyway. It it is it's interesting to know because that, there's so much more agency. It, well, and even even in that, even in that moment, they straight up say, I mean. They still hold her accountable for her actions. Yes. And I'm going to say something controversial. I feel like a lot of times when people are dealing with people who have suffered a trauma, Mm -hmm. they feel the need to excuse accountability. We're being completely honest. We actually often do it with Rand. We do it a lot. We, we, we say no, 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 no. I mean, we do it with because... a lot of people, not just Rand, but yeah. But but in 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 our lives, we we meet someone who oh, I, I had some trauma. I'm really sorry. I should... Oh no, no, don't worry about it. That's fine. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's a tender also... situation. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you should be like, yeah, of course. But Amis does something really powerful, which is holding Egwene accountable despite those uh, those traumatic scars yep and that's what gives you one of these incredibly beautiful stories um these beautiful examples of growth is that you know growth growth doesn't come with lack of accountability mm-hmm. growth doesn't come without discomfort without effort without and, and don't get me wrong, too. I'm not trying to give all the credit to the teacher here. Obviously, oh, the student is is a shining example of what determination can get you. Like, yes. Because you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And if they just stand there and fucking guzzle the water like Egwene does. And then, well, they got the problem with Egwene where, <laughs> where they're like, stop it. Stop, 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 stop. You're going to drown yourself. <laughs> you will literally drown yourself. Yeah. Well, and that's actually one of the things that I, I, I'm going to say something controversial as well for a moment. <laughs> and this is actually one of the things that's true is most strong people come from having trauma in their life, whether it be major or sure. minor. Sure. Um, but again, it's a question of how do you deal with that and how do you uh approach that because a lot of people who like to play victim are actually not the strong people right a lot of people who like to stand there and say 
but bad things happen to me. I don't want to be held accountable. Like, again, I'm not saying that there aren't good people out there who do a certain amount of that and who do it situationally because they just don't have the spoons for it. Right. Like, that's fine. Right. But it's definitely the people who look at the situation and go, you're right. I have been through something but I should not be allowed to get around the society yes. because of the things that I've been through. I should not be allowed to get around the rules. I should not be allowed to lose that accountability right? just because of the bad things that have happened in my past. Those are part of what made me who I am. Right. And those are what make a lot of people who they are hold me accountable. Right. Those are the people who really end up being particularly strong human beings. Right, right. Um, rather than the people who who fall back on that as much as possible and go, oh, but the bad things though, can't you just can you just give me a bunch of leeway because the bad things yeah, though? Yeah. And, and I think again, that's one of the reasons that it's kind of different in terms of we do actually at at certain points in the story give Egwene a lot of leeway for the the which the trauma that she's endured right, and right. i think that rand we give a lot of leeway for the trauma that he's endured and you know people like Nynaeve right. and people like abienda and people like matt i think but at the same time i feel like most of those characters that we think are the strongest are the people who by the end are standing there going Oh no! Right? Do you even realize how much I'm holding me accountable for <laughs> the things that I've done, well, even the, through the trauma and the difference? And we go, yeah, exactly. you're right. <laughs> the difference is too. It's like you should absolutely give leeway to someone who's been through something traumatic. Mm -hmm. Like, however, there's a fine line between saying, "Look, I understand this behavior is." Due to a trauma that has happened to you. Yeah. It's sad. It sucks. I'm sorry. However, yep. that's not acceptable behavior. Yep. And you need to see someone to work through it. Right. Or you need to figure it out yourself. Whatever you need to do yeah. to help I'm not correct. trying to tell you what the answer is, but right. I'm saying you need one. <laughs> whatever, whatever you need to do to correct that bad behavior, you need to do it because that is bad behavior. Yes. yes You've suffered a trauma, and I'm sorry, that is terrible, it is horrible, but that does not give you an excuse to behave poorly to other people who had absolutely nothing to do with that trauma. Yes. And, well, and, and who are suffering through traumas of their own, and, and, how many, and you know, they blah, blah, blah. And yeah, it just becomes a whole snowball of... And how many times do we see in the Wheel of Time, especially where people go through a trauma, and then they take it out on other people? I mean, Kooladin is one such person. It's a great example. Congratulations for creating more trauma for everyone else. He He's Good sad job. about losing his brother, which, yeah. let's be honest, the reason he wants to break tradition is he wants to go in and make sure his brother's okay. Like, they already think after day two of Muradin being in there, they already think he's not coming back. And Kooladin doesn't want to go in there before the time is up because he is ambitious. I mean, he is. He wants to go in there to try and help his brother, which is strictly against the rules, yeah. which is why they say, nope. I would probably say it's up there, but I think 
I, I would actually say that one of the things that he's standing there doing is being really obnoxious about tradition. Oh, oh. Because, of course, he's standing there saying, wait, you're making me wait for tradition. So I can't go in there and check on my brother, which is exactly what I wanted you. But these two fucking <laughs> wetlanders. <laughs> They're not just supposed to be allowed. Go on into Ruidian. Uh, and I feel like that is actually a, a big part of what makes cool. Sure. Is the... But, perceived hypocrisy and of course we as the audience know that this needs to happen we know that rand is the dragon right, reborn right but the, and that we know that matt for some reason needs to be there with him <laughs> and we know that moraine is being sent in there for god knows for, what for reason, reasons but like we figure it out later uh, but again, we as the audience know that, but Coolidin doesn't. But but Rand comes back and says, Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Murdin's dead. Yes. And, and then Coolidin, instead of going, My brother's dead. Yeah. I'll wait for the I will mourn my brother. I'll wait for the allotted time. I'll go in, I'll leave my instead he's like no, someone oh, gives him hell an easy no. answer. Oh hell. Yeah. And who was it? Yeah. As yeah. <laughs> Guys, beware the person who will give you everything you want. And tell you everything you ever want to hear. Beware that person. They are not your friend. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I, no, it's horrible. My my I, the I'll easy never way forget. out is almost never actually the easy. I'll way never out. forget um when I moved in with my dad as a young as a young lad. And my dad sat down and I love you mm-hmm. and I want you to know. I will be the friend who tells you the things you need to hear, not the things you want to hear. Sure. And I, at first I was like, okay, Dad, whatever. Right. <laughs> but after a number of very hard conversations, I understood what he meant by that. And something I think about to this day is when I'm talking to someone and they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's, oh, yeah, that's great. I'm like, what do you want from me? Yeah. What something's not right here. Like I, Dad? I <laughs> guys, I'm an asshole. No, you're. I mean, I <laughs> guys, this has been the last episode. Of... <laughs> He's really not. An no, no, uh, but but he's the... got his moments. But don't we all? <laughs> but the point being, you know, is when you get in there and someone's just like, "Oh yeah, everything you do is perfect and amazing." It's like, calm down. Yeah, something's not right. Hold up. It might Something. just be yeah. that that person really is just really, really into you. And that's cool. It is. Just be careful with that though. Yes. Well, and it's also, I mean, I I also appreciate that like my dad never sort of sat down and had that talk with me, but yeah. definitely you felt it in like his criticism, his constructive criticisms of the things that we were passionate about. Right, right, right. Again, it was very much the same thing of if my dad ever comes to me after a show and says, Daniel, that was amazing. Right. You did such a good job. And I think that that was the best performance I've ever seen from you. I know that's real. I know that that's a thing that's true because, of course, yes. so many times through my life, he's come to me and been like, all right, so that was fine. But here's what you need to do to make yes. it better. Yes. And so he wasn't always my biggest cheerleader, rah, rah, you can do nothing wrong. It was always the, when I actually get notes from my dad, 
I know they're real. And when he tells me that I've done something really good, that means I've done something really good. I I had I had in, in when I was when I was active duty, the first shop chief I ever had was mm-hmm. terrifying. Yeah. Like the man knew how to rip you apart. Okay. Like he just was. He he was he and he straight up said, like first day, he sat you down, he said, Hey, welcome to shop. Everything's great. Don't worry about it. Uh, we're gonna have a lot of great fun times. I just want you to know if you mess up, I'm gonna let you know. Yep. Don't wear your heart on your sleeve. Don't take it personally. Yep. I'm not gonna hold it against you for the rest of your life. I'm gonna let you know. And I'm not gonna be ass. a huge asshole about it, but I am going to tell you what the <laughs> fuck you did. Wrong. Well, he might actually be an asshole. About oh, okay. It. But the thing was, is the next day you would come in and get back to work. Sure. And as long as you're not making the same mistakes again, that was it. That was the end of it. Nice. That was over. One of the best men I've ever worked for. Because once again, you knew where you stood. Yep. If you messed up, he told you. If you did a good job, he told you. And you knew you did a good job because you know he'll be honest with yep. you. And that I think that's so rare. And I think it's so precious. I agree. And you've got you've got Amis in the story. And I, I would be willing to bet, especially in the echoes of you know, origins of the wheel of time, where we talk about robert jordan's military career yeah and robert jordan's very uh successful civilian career as well working for the government he's had bad bosses oh absolutely he's had good bosses and i i have to i have to believe that amis is loosely based this isn't mentioned in origins by the way this is this is me i have to i have to believe that he's looking at the situation going i had a good leader when I was stationed at blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. this is what good leadership looks like. And this is what I'm going to write into my wise one characters. Or, you know, he he could point back to a specific manager, a specific leader, or he just said, this is what good leadership looks like because I've seen it in the field. I've seen how this unit had good leadership and they went into the jungle and they came back and yeah, they were beaten up, but they, they survived. Mm -hmm. This unit had bad leadership and they went into the jungle and never to be seen again. Yep. And, and, and Amis is one of those who understands the weight in some of her decisions as a leader, as a wise one and has honed a very, effective brand of leadership yes to not only lead her people well and wisely but to bring out the best in them and to take Egwene to take broken Egwene and bring out the best in her and 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 really get her elevated to the point where she has something special about her well, and I, I love that you just brought up the the sort of war thing yeah. as well. Because, of course, the next thing that she does after Kyrian is Dumai's Wells. Um, and I think that that is a, another great showing for Amis in particular, because she is with a group of wise ones. And they are making lots of decisions for what they should be doing. Right. And they figure out that something's wrong. And they follow the Red Sisters that have rings. yes yes um and they arrive at dumai's wells uh basically as the battle is starting right right because they're with parent and the two leader the two, the two rivers, rivers militia yep 
And she recognizes Perrin's ability to go ahead and find Rand almost immediately. Yes. Um, and then... Because, again, wisdom and insight in spades. Yep. Uh, and she goes, we're going with this man, and we're going to go to this battlefield. But... Yep. Unlike Sivana, <laughs> she absolutely says traditions are there to be upheld. There right. is a reason that we made these rules for wise ones. Right. There is a reason that we made these rules for channelers. We are not participating in the battle. We will heal people. Yeah. We will. We uh, will hold. We will to... hold certain things. Yes. We will make sure that everything is as good as we can make it, but we are not participating in this battle. Not at all. And in the end, again, that is a, a thing that really ends up being a boon for her because after the battle, Rand is like, yep. They held to their beliefs. Right. If I ever didn't trust these women... I do now. Well, and and they don't need to swear fealty to me. They don't need to do shit. Well, and I when... will seek out their counsel. I will appreciate them. And all of these other Aes Sedai who took me hostage, guess where they're going? <laughs> to these other people who I think are actually really good caretakers right? <laughs> of them. And they're going to be mean, but yeah. they're going to be fair. Because these yep. people really fucked up. Well, well and, <laughs> and what we just spoke about in that situation is perfect opportunity for Rand to play the victim. Oh, 100%. Where the hell were you? Yeah, no. You 100%. could have helped me. You could have helped me. And it's Why like, are there only one set of footprints? <laughs> we were carrying your ass. Because my back hurts right now, asshole. <laughs> but. It, he had the perfect opportunity mm -hmm. to say, what was me? What was me? Um, and to some extent, he did. But the wise ones holding true to their oaths, holding true to their traditions, holding true to that integrity, having that integrity to hold true to those things impressed him. Yep. As it, as it should us all. Because, look, I know I've mentioned it a lot because it's, it's a very powerful subject for me, the corruption of Hadleyburg. Oh yeah, untested integrity is not integrity. It's not integrity. It's I not. mean, it is because if you've never had it tested, that's not your fault. But right. at the same time, again, yeah, untested integrity is mostly meaningful. Or how about how about yeah. this? How about this mean? Who wants a knight in shining armor? If your yeah. armor is shining, that means your metal's not been tested. Yep. You've not been yep. in a battle. What are you doing? You're riding around and you look shiny. You look pretty. Good job. Uh, I would go ahead and make a reference to Sir Kristen Cole, but <laughs> fuck that guy. He's the worst. <laughs> but but the idea being, you know, Rand looked at them and went, I recognize that was a hard decision to make. Yeah. Um, especially with the intensity with which you guys have surrounded yourselves, given me your support. Yeah. I know how much you probably wanted to jump in and channel and take care of business. And Amise showed her showed the wisdom of her station showed the wisdom of her status in the society showed us the reader because because when we come into amise she's already a bad bitch like oh yeah she's she's up the top she's mm -hmm. top tier she's s tier 
awesome. She's S tier baddie. And we just accept that as readers because that's what we're told to accept. Basically. But the really great thing about the story is that we see examples of her being a supremely amazing and wise leader full of integrity who's amazing. And this is one of those places. Demise Wells is such a such a such a fulcrum in the story for so many reasons. Yeah, we like we 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 like a certain piece of that story. Of course. <laughs> But but there's a lot more going on there than just Ashaman kill. Oh, 100%. there's a lot more going on there than just Neil or Bino. Oh, 100. percent And as as and I honestly, mean, those two points, the 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 handful of points that we we appreciate the most would be less meaningful if there wasn't so much going on. The reason right. that Jumai's Wells lives on in Fami. <laughs> forever uh, for me in for me in the reason fame. it lives on for me yeah there we go uh the reason it lives on for me is you know for me there's really again <laughs> half of Dumai's wells is shit and half of Dumai's wells is great and again it's the parsing out which parts are which and who's right. doing what and getting excited about the good and getting frustrated at the, about the bad and really seeing all of these characters come into their own in either a way that is hard to read or makes you want to cry or makes you want to laugh or whatever is why those moments of <coughs> of Ashaman kill and of Perrin lost himself in the battle and of right. loyal starts cutting people down because his best friend is in trouble. Like right. all of these moments are just that much more special because of what's happening around. Right. Uh, speaking of, I also really appreciate the fact that uh, again, a lot of these characters get those moments where they're people of integrity they're out on the battlefield they're doing things you know in this case amis is not throwing around fireballs because that's not who she is and that's not what she's doing but at the same time we have dumais wells we have uh rand getting hurt by the the dagger from pat and fane when he goes out to talk to the uh the faction right. of uh, nobles from carrion who are uh sort of offset uh, which doesn't have a Mies in it, but uh, it's still sort of uh, she shows up at some point and is yeah, there, yeah, yeah. there, even I, though she doesn't do. I anything. think she's there when he's healed. Yes, when when that when that well not not healed yeah, healed yeah, yeah. as much as it healed can as much be. as it can be. Um, um, but then almost immediately after, she is there as the main point of bringing them together between avienda and elaine when they become first sisters right she's there at the bonding ceremony she's actually the mother who yeah she's birthed yes yeah which is a weird it, ceremony it, it, but it yeah a, i'm sorry i i know there it's are people who read ceremony. it and go it's so beautiful it's there are weird parts of it, it, but I think overall it's pretty fucking beautiful. It's it's, it's <laughs> I'm definitely <laughs> it's pretty your, your beautiful. Your team beautiful. 
But I again, there are definitely parts where I'm like, this is actually really amazing. This is super cool. And it's definitely a situation of like, this is what best friends do to a certain extent of, again, that like, when you actually get to the point of being such good friends with someone that you're like, hey, you really fucked me over on that thing. And I actually still hold it. But I'm not going to anymore. Because now I've told you about it, and now you know me, and now you know us, and I can forgive you for it. Right. And those moments where you're like, dude, or lady, whatever, <laughs> depending on, because men and women can be best friends too. Right. Um, but like, best friend, this is the most amazing thing about you. Yeah. This is the thing that I admire the most about <laughs> who you are. Like those are the moments where you really get into actually right. being friends with someone. And like again, you can say that when you're drunk to whoever, <laughs> but it doesn't mean shit until well, you like fucking mean it. And so all of those things about that ceremony, I thought were dope. And then like the whole like. We're being buried the dig I was what, like, uh-uh, I'm out. I was about to say, what <laughs> what other kinds of things did they have to say though? They said you had to say one good thing and you had to say one truthful bad yep. thing. Yep. One thing I do not like about you, or one thing that yeah. I think is shameful, or one thing that I and it's like well, and I love my favorite part is that like Avient, you're seeing it through Avienda's eyes. And uh Elaine says something to Avienda and Avienda's <laughs> like, I was gonna pull my punch and then you said that and now I'm gonna say the actual thing that makes me say the that actual thing. And then they like actually full on slap the shit out of each <laughs> right? other. It's so and good. then mom steps in and mom's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Girls, girls, girls. It's time to be born. Now. Yeah. Just, no. That's when it and goes it from, that's when it goes from like super cool to like, and then it goes, oh, okay. But anyway, but Elise is the aside. one who oversees that. So again, that's and she's the fulcrum between them, if right? You will. And so again, I feel like Elise is really at some of like the the most intense gathering points of the story. Sure, uh, of where people really become who they're going to be at the end of their arc or like near the end of their arc she's there for Egwene. she's there for elaine and avienda she's there when rand comes out of the box she's there for uh you know a lot of the training of the the sisters who took rand she's right she's there for so much of what's going on and part of that i'm sure is is uh her her dreaming right and and knowing to be in some of the right places at the right time. But a lot of it, I think, is just her being her and her just being dope and and, and knowing that big things are going to happen and being like, but someone of integrity needs to be there, there. And I am someone of integrity. I will be there. There and, and, and this is actually really kind of a powerful statement because there are... To me, there is power in saying, you know, classic Popeye, I am what I am and that's all that I am. Mm -hmm. There's power in that because understanding that, hey, I am not 
everybody's cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Everyone's not going to like this flavor. I get that. That's okay. I don't have to be everyone's cup of tea or glass of wine. No, I... <laughs> Sorry, there's this hilarious post. I'm just... It's like, I'm not everyone's cup of tea. Hell, I don't even like tea. I'm not, I don't even think I'm put I'm together. Not my as own tea. cup of tea. <laughs> no, I don't even think I'm as put together as tea. I'm not everyone's like m- mossy bucket of bog water. <laughs> hey, if you're a mossy bucket of bog, bog water, be the best goddamn mossy bucket of bog water that ever existed. Exactly. And guess what? It's probably not going to be as much as tea. And I get that. <laughs> but some people just like bog water and that's great people are yeah there's there's someone for everyone out yeah there. <laughs> i've met bog water and sometimes it's nice. <laughs> no but um amis is one of these people that you you kind of hit the nail on the head when you said she says ah a person of integrity is needed i am a person of integrity that's not bragging it's not arrogant no. it's not her being like I, I need to be a part of yes this. no that's her saying this is what the situation needs. And there are numerous times where she said, this is what the situation needs. I don't need to be a part of it. You guys go do your thing. Yeah. And then there are times where she's like, mm, this is important. I need to be there. Yep. And uh, she meets with Cad Swain a number of times. She yep. has the respect of Cad Swain. Yep. Um, which, which is also, that's uh, such a weird relationship. It, oh, God. Because I feel like they're both saying the right things, but they're coming at it from such Ooh. different angles. Because they're oh. like, we need to make him laugh and make him cry again. We need to make him feel. Oh, we God. need to remind him that he's a human being. And then Amis is sitting there being like, that's wonderful. The Karakarn should be a human being and he should absolutely be someone <laughs> who can be relied on to think about his humanity. Yes. Along it. And Cad Swain is like, I need to remind him that he's mortal because fuck him. Well, and you're like, what? No, and that's and that's the thing is because we even get a lot of this about because because Rand is at this point in time is doing his whole I need do I need to be hard to be so hard or strong do I need to be hard or strong is is hardness and strength I need to be Quindy <laughs> I need to be quick I gotta go deep you know and it's just like <laughs> oh my god dude you're so... and and Cad Swain very rightly recognizes this, this sort struggle. of trauma mm-hmm. downward spiral. And recognizes we've got we he we've got to stop this. It's yes. not a, it's not good. He's gonna kill us all. Yep. And uh, you know and, and you know they use the examples of he needs to laugh again. And, and yeah, Ben yeah. even tells him she's gonna teach you to laugh. And he's like, that's not funny. She's like, it wasn't a joke. Like, <laughs> but um, but I love I love when they bring these words to Amis. Amis is like, okay, yeah, we I'll we laugh through the pain. Like mm-hmm. that is a concept, and it's a concept that Egwene struggles with for a very long time. It is after and 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 when Egwene finally gets to that point where she finally understands, oh, it's not she, I believe she's in off. She's it's, in, you know, yeah. I, I only laugh be, instead of weeping, and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a whole, there's a whole like, there's a whole situation with it, and when she learns that, that's the day she becomes untouchable. Yes. That's the day that that's the day that Sylviana goes to prison. Yeah. Because Sylviana's like, I will not break a bright, talented young girl for yep. no re- for for your ego. Yep. I mean, I don't think she says for your ego. 
But well, and of course the <laughs> that's I, what she's saying. <laughs> the irony there is, of course, Egwene's like, "Oh, I just got to the point of literally no one can break me. So give it your best shot. You might as well not go to prison." Like, <laughs> but yeah, no, exactly, hundred percent. Come on. But again, that's another moment where this is not about Sylviana, but again, that's a moment where someone of integrity looks at someone else and goes, this is wrong. Look, I know what the situation is. This is wrong. Yep. And I would rather put my integrity to the test than put their integrity to the test because I can already recognize it and I don't need it tested. I just need to to tell you what's what, and, and if that sends me to prison, then that <laughs> sends me to prison. Well, and I and I really love I, I really love this 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 particular instance because you've got Egwene, she she becomes untouchable, mm-hmm. and she rises up. She starts interviewing with all the different Aes Sedai. She wins all their respect. She's lawfully voted to the Amarillan seat yep. after the Battle of the Shanshan. All these things happen. Everything's great, and then she gets to meet. With Amis again. Yep. Only this time as the Amril in seat. And she's straight up, and she's a little nervous. She's like, oh my God, this is my mentor. This is someone who taught me. Oh my God. And she realizes, and she realizes the best way to handle this is to go into that meeting in strength, understanding who I am, exuding that to the room. And if I do that, sincerely and genuinely Amis will respect that well and again it's also a situation where she recognizes that Amis is a good mentor yes she is a a mentor who is going to stand there and say I'm not worried about my pupil taking over my power right i'm not worried about losing power to a pupil or 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 admitting you know blah 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 it's the the whole point of me mentoring you was to get to this point and now you're showing me that you're this i will celebrate your success i am here to be proud of you not to tear you back down and make you a pupil again and Egwene recognized that. She yeah. sees that and she, again, she knows that Amis is someone of integrity who is going to want to see her succeed. And when she does, Amis is standing there being like, you a bad bitch. And, and, I'm and excited she's, about you. And, and so, so true to character. She doesn't, she doesn't be like, yeah, look what I did. Yeah, no. She goes, look who you look did. Look what you did. Look yeah. what you did. You're, you're amazing. And, and she's there to celebrate success. And it's like, what was it? Uh, again, uh, another meme that goes around. It's like you know, funny me, but I like to celebrate my friends when they succeed, yeah, right. not tear them down. Yeah, I like to see them happy. I like to make you know, and I I like to support that in them. And not, am I the asshole? Right? I like to see my <laughs> friends succeed. And so and so, I I think I think that's really a beautiful moment. It's sort of a a circular kind of uh, moment for Egwene because. You know, she first met them. She was, you know, she had, she didn't even know how to rate herself on the scale because of how sort of ignorant she was of the world and ignorant of she was of of the abilities that she has. Um, but, and one of the beautiful things about Egwene's character is she never forgot where she came from. True. She never forgets who she is. Yep. And a lot of people will say, oh, she, because she put on airs and she's, 
got a chip in her shoulder and blah. And I'm like, no, there no, are no, points no. where she pretends, but in the end, but she yes. pays for that. Yes, and every exactly. single time she comes back and says, "This was wrong of me." Yes, she recognizes so that to the by the end of the story, by the end when you start getting into book nine, eight, nine, ten, where she's in Saladar and she's have she has to start leading. She understands that this is no longer. She's no longer in a place. This is not about you. <laughs> she understands she's no longer in an environment. We're back in the tour. She, yeah. she can no longer fake it until she makes mm-hmm. it. She must absolutely perform. Yeah. <laughs> she must absolutely be the person who can be depended on. Mm-hmm. She must be the person who people look to for strength. Yep. And that's a very, very, very difficult um emotional development for a lot of people yeah there are a lot of people who who cannot and and this isn't saying anything that there's like any deficiency with that sure but there there are people who just for for lack for 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 how hard they try in life aren't comfortable leading people oh yeah and and there are people who aren't comfortable being led Mm -hmm. i mean now it's not it's not necessarily a good thing. You need to be able to be led. You need to be able to lead. Like you yeah. need to have you need to exercise these skills. There are moments where different things are needed and if you are incapable of providing that at the time, that is not something that is horrible and you're a terrible human being right. or by any stretch of the imagination, but it does mean that you are unfortunately not doing what the situation needs and the problem comes and i think i think Egwene recognized this and i will say that it is very much due to her mentorship under uh under amis is that when you're insincere in those endeavors when you say oh yeah i can i can lead i can lead <laughs> oh you make so come, many come with problems. me uh 20 soldiers let's go into the jungle i've got this i'm good you yeah. just led 20 people to their death like yep if you if you can't put up you need to shut up yes <laughs> and and that's that's also difficult to mm-hmm. look at yourself critically and say this is something i'm not skilled at i yep. need someone else to help me with this i need someone else to step in and maybe do this for me yep so there is one other thing that i want to mention about this particular thing which i actually really appreciate you do that, that i'm going to get another video Egwene to not knock down the camera yes uh is that Egwene when she meets the wise ones she is a is she accepted yet no she's a novice yeah she's a novice um she is not passed past her acceptance test. Um, she is not even remotely close in a lot of ways to being an Aes Sedai. And she lies to them about being an Aes Sedai uh, and gets away with it for a long time. And then near the end of the time that she is with them, admits that she had lied to them the entire time, takes her punishment for it, and moves on. Then, she does see them 
a little bit because they are still passing messages and whatnot between the uh the Westlands and the the uh, the wise ones and and different things like that. The Saladar Aes Sedai are definitely intimately involved in a lot of ways with you know Rand's traveling companions, which includes the the wise ones, right? Um, but she doesn't see them see them for a long time. Right, right. No, there there are meetings, there are messages, there are. I'm doing this. You need to do this. We need to. We're, and she elevates herself to the level of Aes Sedai without going through the tests yet, which she actually never goes through tests at all. But um, I mean, she goes through plenty of tests. I'm not saying that she hasn't earned her Aes right. Sedai status. She just right. never went through the Aes Sedai test. Um, but yeah, so. She elevates herself to Aes Sedai now, and it's still a little bit of a lie. Right. But she needs to be Aes Sedai to be Amarin, so she does that. Then she goes to the tower, gets knocked back down. Uh, actually, I think she is accepted by the time she actually she is. She is, no, I take that back. She is accepted yeah. um, because, because they send her from the tower to hunt down dark friends. That's right. As she's accepted. accepted. You're right. Yes. Sorry. Yes. They, so but she when she accepted. goes back to the White Tower, that's when they knock her Yeah, they knock her all the way back down to Novice uh, and blah, blah, blah. And then and then she goes through the Battle of uh, Tarvalon. Right. She goes through all of this stuff. She, as you said, she gets the respect of the sitters. She gets lawfully elected uh, to the Umberland seat. And the next time that Amis sees her, the next time that she actually physically meets with the wise ones right not only is she actually Aes Sedai right she is the most Aes Sedai <laughs> and Aes Sedai can possibly well, get and so again it's one of those like vindicating moments yes. almost in, in a way that again Amis doesn't go to her and say hey nice job becoming the most Aes Sedai ever and you know, Egwene doesn't go to them and say, see, I, told, I really yeah. basically was Aes Sedai. Well, and, and, you know what? I, nobody says anything about right. it. Nobody needs to. Right. But of course, Egwene is standing there being like, I took my punish for, punishment for lying to you, and that was the right thing to do. Right. Now look where I've gotten. And Amis stands there going, you took your punishment yep. for the lie that you told us. Now look at yes. where you are. Well, and, and this is especially powerful to consider two things. One, when when she does admit, when she mm-hmm. says, look, I'm not, I said, I lied to you. And the I.L. hate lying more yeah. than anything. Um, and at, and by the time she's done, months. <laughs> right? by the time she's done meeting her toe, I believe it was Emmys who says, get up anymore. Yeah, and I think you're first. bragging. Yeah, she's oh, the I, first one. Any, anymore, and I think you're bragging. No, yep. stop. You, you're done. <laughs> you have no toe. You're good. Go on. Do your thing. Your and, G and... has outweighed your toe, girl. <laughs> now stop before I think you're bragging. <laughs> right? Go. Exactly. And so, and then when they, and then as you said, they meet again, and this time she's Aes Sedai, and they don't question it. Oh, yeah. Because A, it's horribly shameful to go, are you lying? We talked yeah, about right? this. <laughs> uh, you know, because and that's exactly what Matt does. Matt's like, oh, like wait, no, 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 no,
you can't play like this. You get out from behind that desk, you put that stool. And, and, and that would be incredibly shameful for, for someone to do that to an Aiel. Oh, without a doubt. And what's, what's the final test of becoming a wise one? Amis, Bear, all the other Deciding that you're a wise one. Deciding <laughs> that you're done putting up with other people's bullshit. Yep. They're like, hey, Amanda, you... And also to... going through the crystal columns. But yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but you have to be done putting up with yes. other people's bullshit before you can go back for your second trip. Yep. And so, and so when you have echoes of traditions, right? You've got, you've got echoes of traditions in both places. And when Egwene comes forward and says, I am Egwene Alvir, I Sedai, Amarillan of, of the, the White Tower, blah, 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 blah. And Amis goes, mm-hmm. like, that was it. Yep. Yeah. Because she, she's like, she's like, oh, you, you guys have that too. Cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> you got you got two tests you have to take. And essentially, before you go to be ta- to take your I Sedai test, you have to be willing to say, I am ready to face the trials, master. <laughs> but but that is that is a that is a that is a key element. You must be ready to declare yourself. <laughs> Uh-oh. I was just thinking, how many wise ones do you think have have gotten a little too big for their britches as apprentices and been like, uh, I'm ready to face the trials. And then they go, yeah. we give you a seat on this council, but we yeah. do not give you <laughs> We do not grant you the rank of wise one. Have a seat, Savannah. <laughs> well, they even say they yeah. even say that Savannah was like after a week she was done with this BS. Oh yeah, and they were almost they were almost like, is this arrogance or is this passing the test? And the answer. Oh, is let's let's call yeah. it. She passed the test and let her go. Um, even though we know it was, and we know it was, we know as the readers that it was totally arrogance. It was ambition, it was arrogance, and it was I'm I'm, I'm bigger than you. I will not be bullied by some dull beast. <laughs> and then Battle of Malden, <laughs> right? Beauty, <laughs> beauty wise one. <laughs> Perrin just indeed. Oh. <sighs> and then Amis has uh importance with so avienda goes through the crystal columns the second time yep the she, first time or the first time yes yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah for her second test she goes right. back to ruinian the for second her time second test goes to the to crystal, the crystal columns. columns for the first time yeah. and she's specifically told like explicitly you go through once you come the fuck back yep and at this point in time Avienda's learned that she can understand the nature of a Tirangrial, yep. or or at least what it does by touching it. She can she can touch the Tirangrial and get an idea of how it works, basically, yeah. or, or or what it's supposed to do, what its function is. Yep. And as she goes, she goes through. She sees all her visions, drinking and knowing things. All right, cool. Drinking and. <laughs> Um, 
then she she comes out of the crystal call and she's like, wow, that was a trip. And she's sitting there and she's meditating and she's pondering and she's soaking it all in. And she goes, gosh, I wonder if I can figure out what these things are. Because we know so little about them. Touches one just to try and understand and gets sucked back in again. Yep. Then sees the, the future. future. Horrific visions of the future. Runs back to the wise ones. And Amis is there. And I, I don't know... I'm not. I'm not remembering the particulars of the story. She sends someone else back. Amis says, "I think it's Bear." She sends back to the crystal columns. Okay, we need someone else to go through the crystal columns. Yeah, to go to see if this is what this. actually yeah. happens, or if if or that's if like a one a off. Was or... like, yeah. And yes, it's Bear. And so, and and so, but Amis, By you. you've got to you've got to know. That she would want to understand that more intimately. Oh, of course. But as 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 we've discussed, like her strength in leadership, her strength in wisdom and understanding leads her to say, No, I need it here. Yes. And I can't go running off to find out what's going on with that. We do need someone to go there, and it has to be someone that we trust. She makes a good choice. She sends Bear. Um, and Amis, you've got to know that's got to be a difficult call for her. Because it's one of those, it's one of those, okay, what if she's wrong? Okay, what if she's right? Yeah. Neither of those are good scenarios. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not Either sure. Either we are alone in the universe <laughs> or we are not. I'm not sure which one of those is scarier. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so bear comes back and confirms yeah and says yep nope that's what i saw too well and especially i also really appreciate that up until this point amis has been a stickler for tradition to a certain extent oh I'm yes not saying that she hasn't loosened tradition when it needs to be but this is almost flagrant throwing it out now she hears Avienda's story, and Avienda is in a in some ways penitent, but insistent and and serious about this. And she senses that and goes, I don't think that you did this on purpose. I think that this was a situation where you were just trying to understand, trying to help, and trying to Which figure out what, what was going on. Which can bring more G. Right. And then this happened, which is very anti-tradition now what do we do this is a situation where if i confirm what you have seen i have to tell someone else to go break tradition right. or i have to go do it myself right you know what do we do in this situation because again i need confirmation right but also confirmation flies in the face of fucking so many years of what well, we've done and, and blah, blah, blah. And so, again, it is that knowing when to not participate in the Battle of Dumai's Wells, regardless of the fact that other people are throwing right. out tradition, regardless of the fact that you could absolutely walk in and tear a new one right. to whoever is 
doing the bad thing you want right, to stop right, because right. you have power but it is the integrity of this is not the right time to break tradition this is the time to uphold it this right. is the time to let tradition go this is the time to make new traditions or find out new information or do new things because that's what the world needs and so again that is the moment or that is one of the moments where she says there yep i can't go do it myself for whatever reason right I don't, I don't think we get any... We, she doesn't give one. Yeah. But, I think, you know, I, think I can't just... do it myself for whatever reason. Uh, I'm needed here. But you, I trust you. Go confirm this. And if you, if it's confirmed, then we have a lot more to think about now. <laughs> well, so... Not only just what Avienda told us, right, but right. also the implications of what going through twice means. The implications of what these crystal columns can now be used for. The implications of what we've been missing out on right. for so long because right. we've only gone through once. You know, all of these different things are all put together in holy fucking shit. <laughs> like, well, and, and notice with specifics, there is no time within the story. Mm-hmm. That they start saying, well, maybe we should have the wise ones go back a second time. Correct. They do it twice. Now they've got a good idea of what's going to happen. They don't know if it's real. They don't know if it's not. But what they do, they do decide is that we're going to take measures to ensure that that we're going to do the best we can. And ultimately, I think that's what Amis says. She says, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Sure. Like, ultimately, there's nothing we can do about that. But... But we will we will try to not make it happen. Yep. And and this this actually leads because again, one of Amisa's other uh apprentices, Avienda, mm-hmm. this this leads them to discuss what are we gonna do about this? Yep. And they decide that they need to be involved in the dragon's piece. Yep. They need to be involved somehow. They need to be well, and appointed. The a position of importance yeah and one of the because i feel like there's no chance that they ever would have not been in the dragon's piece in terms of that they would not as citizens of the world they would have it does change their intensity by which they feel like they need to be involved because again there is this this looming thing and and yeah it's it's a lot of yeah uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I need the strength to change the things to, I can. The serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can. And the wisdom to, to know, know the, the difference. difference. Yep. And here's what happens. Amis encapsulates this perfectly. Because she goes, oh, that, <laughs> she does the Master Ugwe. Well, that is bad news. <laughs> <laughs> And, and and they go, okay, cool. We're going to make sure this doesn't... We're going to do everything we can to make sure this doesn't happen. If it happens, it, it, there's nothing we can do about that. Yep. Accept it now. And let's let's just do what we can do now. They they make the play. Avienda steps forward and says, the the IEL must be a part of the dragon's piece. Yep. And Rand goes, oh, but I wanted to protect you. And she goes, cute, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just... I, 
I, I want to see this. This better be the most powerful scene in the TV show. When Avienda stands up and says, I need the IL must be allowed to be in the dragon's piece. And Rand says, look, this is why I wanted to avoid this. I didn't want to. And then the rest of the wise ones stand next to her and go, we weren't asking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which again, I mean, like both sides are so relevant there because again, this is, this is Zen rant. This is Bodhisattva rant. He is not standing there going, Oh, I need to protect all women. Oh, I'm so bad for the things that I've done. And like, he's literally standing there and going, you've done your piece. This is the reason that I was going to leave you out. He's not standing there being like, and this is why you should listen to me. I'm going to force this on you, blah, blah, blah. But he is standing there talking to someone he loves. Yes. And saying, I don't have the information you do. Yes. He doesn't know that. Right. But he's standing there going, I don't have the information you do. You see, but I have the information I do. Let me explain. And she stands there with the rest of the wise ones and goes, No. Appreciated. You know, I'm not telling you you're a wool headed sheep herder. <laughs> but at the same time, I apologize. You are wrong. Yes. We are not asking and do the thing. And he goes, I will do the thing. If if you want to do that though, we, I need I need assurances from you as well. Well, sure. Yeah. And yeah, one yeah. of the things that they had to promise was not to declare blood feud against the Sean Chan. Yes. For capturing Aiel Chandlers. Yep. And and here's where it gets interesting. Oh God, this is such a good plot point. And you know, I know people get so upset with the ending of the story and the Shanchan being allowed to keep slaves. And guys, we, we've, it's been, real. we've, we've kicked this horse. That's what it is. It's real. It's done. It's over. Yep. It sucks. Slavery's bad. We all know this. Yep. Nobody, nobody, nobody disagree. <laughs> very few people would disagree with us. Nobody can rationally disagree yes. with that point. And sorry, um, no one on this show <laughs> disagrees with us. But, and I'm but, pretty sure none of the people we've had on as guests when, disagree with that. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but but, yeah. but one of the one of the distinctions they make when they're talking about this is every step of the way, we made the right choice in GTO. Yeah. We did the right thing. They did this, we reacted appropriately. Mm-hmm. And we got our asses kicked. Sometimes. And yeah. Elise has been spending this entire story going. God, tradition's just not working for us. There are things that we must update. There are, we must be flexible. Yes. We must learn to, we must bend to survive. And this is one of the things that they said. Now, granted, Avienda's been through the columns, Bear's been through the columns, and they recognize blood feud with Sean Chan is one of the big mistakes that they make. It is the right call, according to Giotto, but in order to preserve their people, they must deviate from what they know would be hypothetically the right decision to make. They must deviate from that. And now they have to say, the Sean Chen can keep our sisters. All those who don't want to be released, because that is one of the stipulations. Any of them who want to be released must be allowed to Mm -hmm. leave. Well, and I feel like of all of the ones who would still have the strength of will to 
make that request right, right. would probably be that the lion's share of them would probably be I wise mean, ones and right or, right you know Ayelika channel again not to say anything bad about anybody well, else but the wise ones are absolutely a group that take as little shit from people as possible right. and have already been broken down right so when they try to get broken down for a second time well and you've even or got a third or a fourth or however many they've been right. broken down in their life you know they probably have the likely highest fortitude to to stop that but again i mean there are definitely still some who have been in the clutches I, of the shan chan long enough everyone that it would be, yeah everyone exactly. period end of story period. everyone breaks it, eventually you will succumb to torture yep nobody out there is is badass enough to withstand it forever correct um you've got stories of Aes Sedai who caved in a manner of days and then you've got there was a yellow sister that was captured in the initial invasion and who still 90 unclaps her thing and she fucking clocks a soul down right like, yeah cuter um so I, I I have to believe that with wise ones it's the same. There are some that are stronger than others. Yeah. Yada yada yada. 100%. Blah blah blah. But Amis recognizes this as an opportunity to change what they think is a choice that led them to destruction in the future. Well, of course, one of the things that I think is interesting is this is a moment where it's almost like they don't have to get around Giato. By getting around Giato, because it's a situation where if in the dragon's piece they say, okay, the most G thing in this particular situation is to agree to the terms of the dragon's piece. Right. And part of that is that we can't do certain things that would normally be allowed in yes. tradition under Giato. Right. Then when we don't do those things later, it's the most G thing of us to abide by those terms that we agreed to. And so it's almost a situation where they're like, we can have our cake and also eat it too. <laughs> and they kind of get a little side serving of humble pie. They do. Right, oh, immediately. Yes. Because they attend the war council and Elaine says, okay, we got you guys go there, you guys go there, you guys go there. Uh, Aiel, since you guys are the best fighters, uh, the, the fighting will be hottest at Shail Ghul. Uh, we're going to send you. You will be under the command of Rodel Aitoralde, and you guys will go there. And the Aiel go, under the command of a wetlander? We don't know this person. And Elaine went, shut. You wanted to be a part of the dragon's peace. Now you will obey the orders you're given. And, and, I have to admit, I, I have to believe that in that moment, Amis went, oh, damn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, queen. Yes. 100%. Literally at that point. <laughs> Literally. But but I have to believe that there, a lot of the wise ones were like, oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Well, and I also Bro, love... <laughs> I also love the idea of like Avienta being there in some ways and seeing like Aiel, <laughs> Fardar is my wise ones. Elaine. Right? <laughs> That's my sister, y'all. That's my sister, y'all. <laughs> but also, like, girl, I'm so <laughs> yeah. But also, like, 
I'm so proud of you for standing up for yourselves, but I'm also so proud of you for making them not stand up for themselves because it was the right thing to do. Girl, I'm so proud of you, but I just shit my comments. <laughs> yes. Um, they fight the last battle. Everything is awesome. Everything um, is awesome. Amis. Well, Amis is actually pretty disappointed when she finds out that Ruark has been uh, compulsed. I mean, and not disappointed I mean, in Ruark, but she's definitely like, my fucking heart. That, like, right? <laughs> and, and kind of feels that, that scene is so sad. It's so bad. Like, and, and think about, and I'm going, we're going to the dark place. Do think it. about Avienda. The, the choice that is put in front of her, oh, yeah. knowing that Ruark is the, the love of her mentor's life. Her mentor, whom she has so much respect and love for. And, and you can look at this in a very... I know the Aiel, there's a lot of bravado in Giotto. Oh, of course. I killed him uh, because he, he brought shame to us, and I did a good thing, and blah, 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 blah. And there are people who will celebrate that, and they're all... Blah, blah, blah. But ultimately... And I think Robert Jordan did a really great job of writing these situations as very human situations. And ultimately, Avienda just ended the life of someone whom she respects. And it's the shittiest way because she had no choice. Because, and you can take some solace and say, well, he was being compulsed. We know that there's no way back. He was already dead. And I just, I, I, I helped him wake from the dream, but that doesn't make it easier. That doesn't nope. mean you just go, yeah, cool. Well, I mean, I did, I did the world a favor. You, you can't, you can't no. do that. And, and I, I have to imagine there's, there's a scene where Avienda goes to Amis and tells her, and it's gotta be, it's probably one of those, just those gut wrenching, heartbreaking scenes where you've got two incredibly strong women being incredibly strong women but still being very human oh yeah and still having that that very very human response to a very tragic situation absolutely yeah no but i honestly contributions to the last battle are are not super specific Right. Uh, she is with the wise ones who do things. She is with the Aiel who do things. But Amis is not specifically yes. talked about that much. And I think that that's right. Well, and this is a background breakdown exactly. for a reason. She's not a main... She is a... Uh, she's, she's a character who builds up the characters that we follow. Also true. Elaine, and so Avienda, Egwene... Those are the women that she builds up. Yep. Even Rand to oh, some extent. Yeah. Those are the she is a well, and I think she's she, a springboard for the main character. I feel like we don't talk about it very often because she doesn't soften enough, if you will. But I feel like Amis is one of the reasons that Cad Swain didn't break Rand. I feel like she softened her to the point where. I mean, again, her methodology was still not great. 100%. Right. I'm not forgiving her for the ends justifying the means or anything right. like that. But at the same time, I do feel like it would have been way worse if Amis and a number of the other wise ones had not been there to say, chill. <laughs> Cadswain, your 
your mentality about this is correct your methodology about this is well, trash and what um, do we know and what do we know about cad swain first off her name was uh based off of and this is not in the origins so it's not a spoiler we got this from other places okay um but it's from coxswain on a boat yeah which is like a which is like a fixed point yep. it's, a, it's almost like an anchor point and that's what Robert Jordan really wanted to portray her as, as a woman, immovable in purpose, yep. immovable in uh, her her mentality, her, her perception, which is a really great and thing. her her as you said, sort of her purpose and yeah. her her mission. Right, she is, in, which is a really great thing. It is in in many many aspects. But yeah. as we learned, as as Amis, where where Cad Swain is the oak, Amis is the bamboo. Yes. I, I think that's a really great way to put it because where Cad Swain is immovable in her purpose, she will break to her detriment. Yeah. She, she will break under the strain. Yep. Um, when a hurricane comes, she will break. Yep. She will be uprooted. Amis, when the hurricane came, they bent. Yep. They 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 moved with the wind and they they survived those storms. And so you get you get two very extreme solutions not incorrect solutions there are benefits and merits of both there are and you get you get two very different solutions presented to rand and he gets to learn from i mean essentially from the each, best yeah. of the best and i can't i just said that i just said cat swain was one of the best of the best <laughs> well, okay again to be fair i we don't dislike cat swain because she's not good at shit right she is some of the best of the best she's she just not necessarily the best for rand right. which is one of the reasons that we're not a huge fan of hers because again a lot of what she's doing is acting with rand and yeah. so when you're not the best for the person you spend the most time yeah, with that's true. and have some of the the biggest amount of your influence being put on that's where it starts to become a problem because again cat swain is an impressive true, lady true well she really is and anyone who says she's not you just don't understand did you read these books <laughs> again you can dislike someone Sure. Even if they're the best of the Absolutely. best. I think Tom Brady is not a great person. <laughs> All those military deployments he's been on. Well, I'm just saying, like, again, Tom idiot. Brady, if you say statistically <laughs> oh, that yeah. he's not, like, one of the greatest quarterbacks, if not the greatest quarterback to ever play football, I don't know what game you are watching. That being said, I don't like <laughs> Tom Brady. Well, and it's like uh, there's so much more about them than just being good at the activity you, they do. You, you don't have to like someone to recognize their skill or impact in their profession. Yep. I also didn't really like Kobe Bryant very much. But again, amazing basketball player that's how i feel about cad swing she is an amazing Aes Sedai who i disagree with 
fundamentally well, on a and, number of things. And and the other thing too is, you know, that's that's medicine to swallow right there too, because one of the things that Rand needed at that moment was one of the best Aes Sedai who was lived. to be taken down a peg or two. <laughs> You're or, not totally or wrong. five. <laughs> and yeah. she did she did a really great job, but she I feel like she oh. I feel like the thing is though. One of the reasons that we talked about Cad Swain, and, and we'll get back to him, he's so sad, uh, is this is all, it's all linked together. It's all, it is. It's, it's all circular, right? Um, one of the things that I think is true about Cad Swain, and one of the reasons that we don't love her, is that Rand has a whole pegboard. Yeah. And over here, he is way lower on right. pegs than he needs. Right. Over here, he's way higher on pegs that he needs to be for the last battle. Over here, he's right. Over here, he's close. You know, over here, he's way higher. Over here, he's way lower. Right. All over the board, there are the, all of these different categories where he is either, you know, where he's somewhere really, on the really spectrum. Really, really great or really, really not great yeah. or somewhere in between. And I feel like Cadswain comes in and recognizes, oh, there are a number of places where you really need to be brought down a peg and a handful of places where you could really use a hand. And then she proceeds in a number of situations to lower him on scales where he's already hurting in order to lower him on places where he really could use yeah, she, being lower on that particular spectrum. But again, that's where it's really a problem because if she came in and, and, and again, this is not Robert Jordan's writing. I think he does a really good job of describing a very human person. Why we don't like her. Exactly. Like, you don't write characters that, we don't like her because we don't her character know your was characters written that are written so well that we go, oh god, she's terrible. Not a single character in the book have we ever went. This is just a bad character. They don't fit. They're there not couple, there. But I mean, yeah. but but again, they're well, not a couple of... of characters in a book series where there are three thousand named characters. That exactly the ratio is there. Okay, <laughs> no, that's exactly we're what I'm good. I'm hundred percent agree. But yeah, again, it's not that she is badly written. <laughs> it's that she's very real. It's just that very real people make very real mistakes. And her mistakes are some of the ones that make me angry. Very real people have very real perceptions of what needs to happen. Also true. So those yeah. perceptions will be based entirely on your own personal experiences. And yeah. when I come into a room and uh, shit's on fire, my initial reaction is to say, you need to put out that fire right, right. now. <laughs> now, I don't know anything about yeah. that fire. I don't know anything about what's going on. I don't know anything about the situation. And while a fire is a bit of an extreme example, sure. honestly, 99% of the time, you would want to come in and put out a fire. <laughs> there could be that 1% of the time where, no, 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 we actually need this fire. Yeah, like you need to yeah. not. And in those moments, I need to go, oh, okay, you need the fire. Yeah, I can back off. Cat Swain's like, absolutely not. not. If you want a fire, then put it over there. Yeah. And it, it just, yeah. But but uh, but going again. back to the metaphor of Cat Swain being oak and Amise being bamboo, you have Amise, again, recognize, I think Amise had the same 
efficiency of perception that Cad Swain did. I think okay. Anise was able to look at Rand and recognize sort of the same things. Now she has obviously a, di- a very different background. Yes. And so she came to very different conclusions about how the situation needs to be handled. Yep. She was able to apply herself and say, okay, he needs to learn to bend. Yep. He needs to learn to be flexible. He, he needs, needs to, to learn how to be strong how... because that's the right thing. He needs to not learn how I... to be hard because fuck that shit. I almost wonder if that's how he comes to that dichotomy of strong or hard. It, it, it's a personal thing. He, I, I, I understand, yeah, that, but, but, but I think it's a it's you even a you even see like, you even see his experience with wise ones. They are very they are very hard. You don't fuck with the White Tower. You don't tell them what to do. You don't move them. They move you. Yes. Period. And so he not wise ones. Wise one. I, I Yes. 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 And then and you then see wise, ones, wise ones who are very strong. strong, and they say. Because they stand their ground, but they also listen. They say, what they are you going to do about it? Yeah. Oh, you actually have a good solution for that. Cool. Let's let's yeah. do that. <laughs> and it's like, oh, this is weird. This is So I almost wonder if his whole, I mean, maybe it didn't start out that way. Sure. But maybe as he sees the different, because keep in mind from book three, he knows he has to unite all these people. And so he's trying to be everything for everyone else. Mm-hmm. And I think he, as he's sort of, as these, as these thoughts sort of percolate and coalesce within his psyche, he kind of goes, which one's better? Mm-hmm. Cause you've got two, you, you literally have with the Aes Sedai and the wise ones, you literally have an unstoppable force hitting an immovable object mm-hmm. and the chaos that ensues. Yep. And that's what I think, you know, you get such a beautiful moment with Egwene to bridge those two worlds. Oh, yeah. And to hit a, you know, to have the, you know, the foreign exchange program. Um, <laughs> and I, I, and in the Black Tower, I got chlamydia. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think, I think ultimately Rand learns lessons from both of them. I do agree with that. And I, and I think they are lessons that helped him during his time in the last battle yes. um, and without both of those lessons as men foretold we would not have won the last battle as foretold, as foretold by the prophecy yes um so as far as amis goes i don't know this this conversation jumped around I, I think it's i think it's warranted though yeah because amis is that involved in the story Wait, yep which is almost kind of mind-blowing that she's a background character. Right. She's a secondary character. She's not a main character by any stretch of, you know, as far, if you want to rank them in in, in POVs, I'm pretty sure oh, she's she, got a very, very low uh, uh, any, amount of page time. I don't know if she time. actually has any POVs, but yeah. But, but the point being, um, but she's so involved. Yep. She's such an important figure. Um, that you 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 almost I'm almost surprised, especially after having this conversation. I'm almost surprised that we haven't talked about her sooner. That we haven't done a background on her sooner. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. That's true. Um, but as far as that goes, like okay, so like last thoughts, final thoughts on Amis and her her sort of impact. 
in in the story. Yeah, I I I'm gonna sort of jump on to the the thing that you said earlier, which I think is is very very appropriate and very accurate, which is that Amis is she is the she is a mentor she is a builder and almost every character that we love the most she had a hand in in building in in improving in in helping out become the person that the world needed them to be when it was time for them to be that um and then again, it, maybe she had a, a couple of unfair advantages to some of the other characters as far as being a dreamer and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's what you do with the information. It's what you do with who you are. It's what you do with your integrity rather than just having extra abilities. Right. Um, and so I think that, again, she is one of those people who really bridges the gap between being there when someone needs them to be imposing being there when somebody needs them to be intimate, being there when somebody needs them to be a a shoulder to cry on, being someone who needs to tell somebody, hey, get your shit together. All of those different things, she is able to be that. And she does have her share of, of mistakes, if you will, of talking to somebody and really hurting their feelings or doing this or that she's she's not a, a character who only, who's the deus ex machina who comes in and fixes all problems all the time always because that's not a very well-written character right, right. but she is a person who more often than not by a pretty wide margin comes in and is what someone needs them to be and therefore helps build them into the person that that needs to be there when shit goes down. Right. And so I, I've always been a big fan of Amis, but again, it's one of those things where like, you don't really think of Amis that much because she's not doing the grandiose acts. She is not the one who is, is pulling the trigger, but she is the one who gets the person prepared to do so. Yes. And I think that that is just as, if not more important than the actual person who pulls the trigger, um, than the person who actually does the act. I, and, and so again, I, I love that she's married to one of my favorite fucking characters in the whole show or in the, the whole book series. <laughs> um, I look very for, very much forward to seeing who's playing them both in the show. Um, Are we going to get Ruark in season two? I don't think so, but it's definitely possible. Comment down we'll below see. if you think we're going to get Ruark in season two. Uh, but yeah, so again, I I love that she's the no-nonsense, that she's the, hey, do what you need to do, but then also there when the pieces all fall apart to yeah. be like, hey, this is a no-nonsense time. Do what you need to do. And so I she's got that. that strong. I love and that. that. I love that, that. You know, whatever. What do you think? I love that. So for, for me... Um, I, I, I will say this, as we've discussed Amis, I, it, I don't think it has yet occurred to me until tonight, how much impact she had on the story. Yeah. How much, and, and when we've discussed, and, you know, like you were saying, like 
you know, six out of our 10 favorite characters have a direct correlation, <laughs> a direct mentorship with, and a direct influence from Amis of the Tardine Aiel. Like, yep. And so you kind of go, oh, wow, she's a really impressive person. She's she's a super impressive lady. And with, with everything that she does, you know, we talk about, you know, very human characters and very human situations. And did she make mistakes? Of course she did. Of course, of course she did. Um, as, as a matter of fact, I even believe there's like a sweat tent scene where they're talking, where they're like, you know, ribbing each other and talking about, ah! and they're like cackling with laughter and having a great old time because they're still people. They love to laugh. They well, love it, to have fun. It reminds me so much of the scene where Suwan is like, shooting old old memories with <laughs> yeah. Moraine and whatnot again it's that we are our titles and we need to be that but when we can we are also people you work hard you play hard yeah that's that's straight up how it is and 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 one of the things that I, I would like to reiterate there are two points with regards to Amis that I would like to reiterate that I think everybody should really just bear in mind one you don't get wisdom and temperance and strength and all those kinds of things without making a lot of mistakes oh true young amis was not perfect she did not come out of the womb this beautiful amazing strong wonderful person she learned by making many many mistakes along the way but she learned from those mistakes so she may have come out of the second birthday uh, <laughs> after becoming I mean, her sisters that could with be. Leon, you know, perfect. And and the second thing being, you don't always have to be the person doing the the amazing thing. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be the lead singer in every band. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be the center of attention in every room. You don't have to be the brightest firework in the sky. Sometimes what's equally and how many times do you go to a concert and they all go oh yeah let's give it up for the opening band let's give it up for these guys let's give it up for the crew because they do a lot of work to make this happen and it's true the mm -hmm. the roadies that set up and tear down the and i'm not i'm not i'm not gonna break a beast down and say she's a roadie by any sure but the work that she does behind the scenes to bolster and build the character's who need to be on the front lines is irreplaceable. Yep. And is, and as we've talked about on the Wheel of Time numerous times, it's not a story about one person. Nope. And anytime someone says, oh, it's the story about one person, fuck it was that. about you missed the point of that yeah. story. It was about an entire nation, an entire world of people figuring out a way to be. And Amis is a linchpin in this lace or pattern of ages. There it is. I worked it in. You did? So, all right. So, hey, thank you so much for tuning in with us. Thank you Absolutely. so much for being here. Thank you so much for being awesome. Thank you so much for uh, behaving yourselves while receiving uh, this week's lovely, thank delicious you to all of those of you who didn't behave as well. <laughs> we'll see you for after class. <laughs> Bring your yeah, we're looking at you, Adelorna. Yeah, right. 
So th- no, thanks. Uh, remember go to blacktarpod.com. Remember to uh, look at that guy right there and look at this guy right here. They're back. Uh, make sure you uh, do your duty and subscribe. Not only that, but spread the word of our Lord and Savior, the Dragon Reborn. Indeed. Get someone else to read the books. <laughs> right. <laughs> and if you don't have an extra copy of Eye of the World sitting around just so that you can go ahead and give it to me, <laughs> fix yourself. Uh, all right. Well, thank you once again. Uh, we hope you have enjoyed this episode. We hope that uh, you leave here just a little bit more uh, insane than you were when you first started. And so for all of us from the Black Tower, I have been your Sorvon Mahail Josh. I have been your Amon Khan Mahail Daniel. Definitely uh, hope that you've enjoyed this episode and that you are having a wonderful morning. And in case we don't see you again, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. In the shadow, always watching Always running the show In the tower You you can bring your pain In the tower You can feel the strain You've been having So much trouble Just fitting